November 6th through the 10th, how bad do you want it challenge? The Lord spoke to me. Listen to me. Y'all know me. I'm in the house of the Lord. There's no gimmicks, right? This is no gimmicks. God told me for that week to speak to your heart. There are those of you like me, you know, I struggle with reading and God let me slay that giant. I had a strained relationship with my mom. God let me slay that giant. Me and my biological father didn't have a relationship. God let me slay that giant. I went from a GED to a PhD. God told me to spend a week with you, a week, and not do no motivational stuff. Like, like for those of you who watch me, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, God was like, no motivational stuff. I want you for a straight week to share with them the solutions and the strategies from the Bible that I gave you that revolutionized your life. It, listen to me, it's free. It ain't gonna cost you a dime. And so God told me moving forward in 2024, I've been lazy, y'all. I'll do a, I'll do a hour keynote and we'll take a piece of that keynote and we'll put it up on Instagram. Like nothing direct. I, I don't talk to you. And God was like, E, that was the NFL, bro. Like that, they, they listen out of context. That was a corporate gig. They listened to our context. That was the success series for some 18 year olds. That was out of context. You have not coached them directly. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm gonna walk you through the Bible. And I'm gonna show you when I was homeless, how bad I wanted to be where I am right now. And how I submitted myself to the Lord. And I gave my life to Christ and how he changed everything for me. No gimmicks. I'm gonna coach you for five straight days. And I believe in those five days, just like this week of prayer changed some people's lives. God's going to change your life. And in 2024, I committed to the Lord to do 365 different voice memos, specifically helping those of you out there. So I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go November 6th through November 10th. And I'm just going to get locked in. Yo, what's up, y'all? CJ here. Listen, man, we just shot a Patreon exclusive with my man, Travis. But hey, today... We letting you rock with us, all right? This the one time we giving you this Patreon episode as a bonus free. Check it out. If you like it, go to the Patreon, S2S Podcast. Uh, subscribe. We got brand new, fresh content. For those of y'all who are fans of the regular pod, of course, we always going to be giving you that. But we're going to show you an in-depth look, behind the scenes, new guests, fresh material on the Patreon. So make sure you check that out, man. Uh, but stay tuned. This interview is incredible, man. This story, man, never heard nothing like it. So... Uh, check it out. Let us know what you think. S2S Podcast. Appreciate y'all. St. Louis finest thizzle in the building. But the crazy thing is when I got shot. So I'm walking somebody to the car. I get shot. And the dude starts shooting from behind me. I had a problem with God. And I literally said, God, show me what's wrong with me. You can't control this power for so long. I'm going to be a different type of beast. Brace yourself. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to a Patreon episode. I uh, got my dog Carl in the building, the Beijing Sensation. Uh, Douglas is in the building. I, I'm, I'm used to getting skipped good. over for Jamal King. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Maul, Maul left us. Uh, he uh, he had to go build some properties, uh, make, make uh, real estate real. one property away. One property away. One property Just away. Just a bigger property. Yeah. success. That's right. Uh, but we got a special guest in the building, man. Thizzle. My man Thizzle yes, sir. is here. Yeah. You're going to find out real soon where he's from because he's going to say her, there, yeah. 
everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I like the way you do that right, right there. there. Right there. Uh, St. Louis finest, Thizzle in the building. Thizzle, what's happening, bro? Man, happy to be here. Man, good yeah. to have you, bro. Yeah. Good to have you. Um, if y'all don't know Thizzle, you might recognize him when we play this video. Uh, he, the man that went viral, as the kids yeah. like to say. <laughs> um, you know, we had our viral moment back in the day with when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. And Thizzle, uh, you had a viral well, what, this was a couple months ago? A couple months ago. Yeah. Okay. Fresh. Um, fresh fresh viral. Fresh viral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, fresh uh, viral. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's going up, man. So I don't know. Do you want to like talk about where were you? What was I going on? Wanted, or you just want to play, play it first? Just yeah. for okay. those who haven't seen it. And then yeah, let's, let's talk about it. We got our Vanna White. Our lovely board assistant. I set my own day. I set my own tone. If you behind on your bills, first thing you do is jump on the internet and here go Lil John John. He's 16. Lil John John got $300,000 up to his hurt like this. It's seven in the morning. Guess what the first thing you gonna do? Oh man, I'm broke. I'm messed up. I'm out here. Man, it's your day set. Your anxiety to kicked in. You feel like you gotta start rushing. Oh man, now what I need to do? Rule of the game is not catching up. The way you win the game is by slowing it down. When you get up, don't touch the internet for at least a couple hours. Cause everywhere you look around, everything is telling you what you're doing is not enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. If you're skinny, you're not buff enough. Your hair not long enough. Your outfit don't look right. Your this don't work right. The goal is to work on yourself. If you work on yourself, the rest of your world Gonna change. Mm. Mm. Come on, Thizzle. Yeah. You talking, bro? Yeah, you talking. Yeah, he talking. And it was bro. like a rap performance yeah, at the same time. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That was the like a video. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I, the 300. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 300. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. So um, the crazy thing is, yeah. I I used to do rap music. Mm. I, I can tell. Yeah. You can see yeah. it a little. Yeah. Rapper yeah. hands. Yeah. 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 First off, I come through. <laughs> doing yeah. my thing yeah. um so man first of all that's phenomenal and right. i think the again man the energy in which mm -hmm. you delivered it was so genuine yeah. that's why i tell people all the time is like yo it's got to come from a genuine place where you like man like we've we've heard that before but we've never heard it with yeah. that energy yeah. in that yeah. way yeah. and i think when you said it it resonated with everybody and so what what's where, so can you run it back to where you are you in a department store or so I was how in, did this I was in Atlanta okay uh, my homeboy had a store down there at that point where he was like pressing stuff uh, unapologetic mm -hmm. clothing he okay. don't have it no more but that's I went down there it's crazy I was in this transition point yeah where I was like okay felt it like okay you need to go more this way yeah. Mm. So I went down to Atlanta and I, I was going to do something. I was like, I'm gonna do a little pop up at my boy's shop and people came out and and so I was just in there talking to people mm -hmm. and I was just having a genuine moment. Like, man, like I'm looking at their faces and I'm like, let me talk to them about yeah. where I think they're at. Yeah. But it was also one of them things where it's where I was at. I pointed out last night I had an opportunity to speak at success series at the college and I pointed out to them. I said, Best university in the world. No, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out. We yeah, struggling. Shout, Our football team shout. struggling a little bit. Hoop squad got about to win the natty though. We yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was there and I told them, I said, 
I was actually living those words at that moment too. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, and you see the reflection of yeah. it just in my appearance. Like yeah. I'm 40 pounds lighter. I I, I made it to the top of the year. That was I did that in like December. Yeah. I, I made when I got to the end of the year. My my New Year challenge to myself was yeah. this year I'm applying everything I know. Yeah. Good. I don't just want to know it. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to apply the stuff apply. I know. I'm going to take little bitty pieces of what I know yeah. and apply it. And so when I got yeah. there, that's what I was talking to them about. Yeah. I'm like, what man, you was applying. Like, this is what I'm about to apply. Yeah. This one, like, so you got to set your own tone. Yeah. If you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do, man, your mind, our mind is our most powerful tool. Yes, yeah. sir. So if my mind is not clear, nothing I'm gonna do that day is gonna yep. be clear. Mm. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is jump on the internet and I see uh, this person man. died or this person died. Or like I said, you yeah. go on there, man, you see the little young boys, you on your way to work yeah. and you gotta go clock in yep. and you already <laughs> struggling and you like, man, I'm behind on this, yeah. my lights and my gas. Yeah. And yeah. then you log on there and here go little John John. He yeah. is in his room in the closet in an apartment building in the yeah. projects yeah. with 300,000 yeah. You mm. people start questioning their whole life. Mm. Yeah. Like, man, what am I doing? Yep. Am I doing something right? And it's like, yeah, you are doing something right. The thing you just did wrong was waking up and looking at the internet to to give you the direction yeah, of what funny, your life is. I tell people all the time, I think one of the biggest blessings we had back when we started is the internet wasn't the internet back then. Yeah. So we ain't had nothing to look at. Yeah. We ain't know what, like, we ain't know, you know what I'm saying? I think we knew people had money or people was doing, but like, yeah. it wasn't like we turned on the internet every day and was looking like, oh, look at dude doing, look at what he doing. All you really seen was your people in your everyday life. That's it. And now it's like, you have such exposure to anything, yeah. which is a good thing on one hand, right? right? Cause you can expose kids to a new world and you know, people from, it can connect with people from all over the country. But then if what you're talking about now is what is mostly used for is comparison. Yeah. Mm. And we and we, you know, we always say comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And it's like, bruh, everything is relative when you get down to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no joke, it's people in other parts of the world right now who would die just to be safe. Right. Yeah. They right. they not even on no yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. They like, fam, I'm worried about dying every day. You yeah. know, and so there are, you know, to your point, when you wake up and reflect and go internally and say, hey, this is what I'm grateful for. These are mm. the things that I'm grateful I have. I might not be up financially as much as the next man, but I might be healthier than them. I might have this. I might have, my my, my wife might hold me down. My man might be, you know what I'm saying? So you never know. So I, I just think that's fantastic. I want to get into some of the backstory. Um, you, you, I, I, I was quiet while you was talking because I didn't want to go too much there before we turn the cameras on. Like, yeah, you, when yeah. you pod, you got to say the conversation because I want to hear it for the first time and yeah. be, you know, um, you know, kind of like a, a a fly on the wall. But you, you're from St. Louis. What part of St. Louis? So I grew up on the west side of St. Louis. Okay, yeah. where's Nelly from? Nelly is from a place called U City. Okay, well, you, where Willie Moe from? You Willie Moe is from Berkeley. So okay, you so St. Louis has this weird little. Uh, municipality breakup. Mm -hmm. So it's like one big place, but it's broke up into a thousand little pieces. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it might be one place they yeah. say, this is Berkeley, which is, it'll be like, it'll, like this is Kenlock, and Kenlock only has three streets. Then it's like, this Pine Line, Pine Line has 10 streets. Right. Yeah. And then it, so, but it's really St. Louis. Right? What was the school yeah. we was always at with Sam? What's the name of her school? That's Sean. 
Vashon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nelly they got some ballers over there. Oh yeah, the them best in who? the city. Them boys yeah. who? Some of the best yeah. in the country. Yeah, yeah. Them boys who? Nelly from U City. If you've never been to U City before in your life, U City people think it is the capital of America. Mm -hmm. U City. Like, oh, if you go to St. <laughs> yeah. Louis, yeah, U City people they they I'm telling you they like. Not listen. They call it the Harlem of St. Louis. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. We went to St. Louis one time as a squad. It didn't work out for us so well. Yeah. Uh, we, he was preaching. Went very we came well. Went out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we came out and uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Uh, I bust the windows out your car. Yeah, yeah, they they yeah. stole all our oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, you talking about that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Louis is different. Uh, no, no, oh, no, I wasn't talking about. Yeah, no, nah, not that. Oh yeah, no, uh, you yeah. talking about we had that? Yeah. Vehicle. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, I do. That was early. That was early. St. Louis different. Yeah, they different, and they got us. Yeah, but yeah. So so talk about you know you're growing up. You're you're in what was it called again? Uh, when you're growing up in St. Louis, your area, the West Side, the, the West, West Side, side. Yep. yeah. And so, what's going on on the West Side of that? You, you how old too, Thizzle? You... I'm 46. Okay, I was gonna say we about, you know, about. Let I me tell like y'all. Let me tell y'all something crazy to lead you to the West yeah, yeah. Side, to the yep. West Side story. Let me tell okay. you something crazy. This is a fun fact about me. People probably never believe, mm. bro. I was born on the plantation. Wow. Mm. Like, like Rosewood. Wow. Like wow. Yeah. Like wow. straight born on a plantation that looked like Rosewood. I'm talking about wood and tin houses, cotton fields. When I was I was born in Minnesota City, Mississippi in 1977. Oh, I believe. And when I was you born said, you said Minnesota. Yeah. When I was <laughs> I thought you were about to say Minnesota. Hell yeah. I said Minnesota. When, <laughs> when I was born there, the population was four hundred and forty people. Wow. When Whoa. I was born there. And so my uncle, this is how we got to the West Side. My uncle James, his name's James Billingsley, visionary, black mm -hmm. man, on a plantation. He had this idea to leave. So my family, of course, were uh, they were uh, sharecroppers. They mm -hmm. after slavery, nobody left. Yeah. So they stayed. I'm talking. This is off in the woods, bro. Like yeah. thirty minutes down a dirt road. Like yep. nothing back there where mm. we where I was born at. My uncle, he had this vision. He like, I'm moving to St. Louis in the late 60s. My uncle moved to St. Louis as a black man in the late 60s. He started working at General Motors mm. in the 60s. Sound familiar. He worked at General mm. Motors, saved money, bro, bought a six-family flat apartment building on mm. the west side wow, in the early 70s. Come on. Came back to the plantation. He knew he got my great uh, grandma, big mama, we called her. He got all of his siblings, his brothers and sisters. My grandfather was his brother. My He got my grandmother and all of their kids. They had nine kids, mm -hmm. 10, including me, because I was like the child too. Got all of us, packed us up, moved us to St. Louis. He knew his whole family worked the heavy machinery on the plantation. Yeah, He came back to St. Louis, brought all of us there, and he bought construction equipment and started a construction yeah. company wow. in the 70s. Yeah, B, pull up so, a chair, man. Don't, wow. don't, so yeah, that's how we gotta, ended yeah, up on the west side okay. of St. Louis. So when we moved there, I, I don't know too much about when uh, at the point of early age, you know, you got glimpses of pieces here and there. Uh, I, it was a predominant area, like nice neighborhood. You know, when we first got there. But then when I was probably like sixth grade, mm -hmm. where I remember the day my homeboy came to school, he had a shirt on. 
it was but now before this we was fighting you had the neighborhood gangs this the crew to this these yeah. people this it was fighting it was cool then you'll see the people somewhere else you might fight some more my homeboy came to school he had this shirt buttoned up to the top it was all the way down he had shades on i walked up to him at the gate i said bro what are you doing he said i'm a crip hmm. i said you a what right right he said i'm a crip and he threw up a seat we still was like me and my cousin Tank, we like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. All he said, he said, go home and watch Colors. We was like. That <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. That'll tell you yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> we was like. Hey, hey, everybody remember Colors. Yeah, yeah, so we like, what? Yeah. He like, go watch Colors. We like, all right, man. You'll find out what I'm on. <laughs> so we go home, we watch you Colors. You come back with a new respect for me yeah. once you see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, yeah. that's what I said. Training session. Yeah. I said, I'm a crip too. So oh, yeah. I started doubt. watching it. Then, man, after that. So you became a crip too after you watched it? I was it? a crip out the colors, but then my whole neighborhood was blood. So was that like so the, my cripping didn't last long? That was long. the initiation. That <laughs> yeah. was the initiation. That was the initiation. You got to go watch it. Yeah, my, yeah. my cripping was sure. short lived because yeah. <laughs> my my big homies was like, "That ain't you it. can't be a crip. Yeah. Yeah. Like not that's not here. what we doing." Yeah. So yeah. what did you? So did y'all like y'all wore blue for a couple of days? I did. I will. I, Cause I was always like, I want to be different, yeah. even then. Mm. So I'm like, oh, everybody bloods. I'm a crip, but I was from the hood. Like I was. My family, so you got to think, when you got a six-family flat apartment building in a yeah. neighborhood, mm-hmm. we every school we went to, elementary, right. middle, high wrong. school, it's 15 of yeah. us at every yeah. school. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we had our yeah. own gang yeah. everywhere we went. Yeah. So yeah. I'm integrated in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, all the dudes over there, I know yeah. them. We grew up together. So I was the crip. Everybody was bloods. And one day my friend came to me. He was like, bro, you, why do you do this? He's like, just stop. I'm like, all right, whatever. But when so ga- did you become a blood? I became then? a blood. Okay. So when this gang- is what sixth, seventh grade. Yeah. Most of us find out about the importance of a credit score the wrong way, and guess what? Ignoring it doesn't fix it. You hear us talk about investing and having a strong financial future, but taking care of your credit score is a crucial part of that. If you're dealing with a low credit score, even if you don't have a credit score at all, don't worry. I've got some fantastic news for you. Introducing Chime Secure Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, the ultimate solution for building credit the right way. With Credit Builder, you can safely boost your credit score by making everyday purchases and ensuring timely payments. Now, here's the best part. There are no annual fees or credit checks required to get started with Chime. It's like a win-win situation. And you can use this card anywhere that Visa cards are accepted, making your life easier and much more convenient. Did I mention no annual fees or credit checks? Chime's checking account is also a game changer. Picture this, you can get paid up to two days early with a qualifying direct deposit. Yes, you heard that right, get your money sooner. And let's talk about SpotMe, an amazing feature that offers fee-free overdraft up to $200 when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Chime's got your back, making sure that you can make purchases even when your balance is a bit tight. Say goodbye to pesky monthly fees and overdraft charges because Chime has none. And with access to over 60,000 fee-free ATMs, more than the top three national banks combined, you'll always find one nearby with the Chime app. Wait, there is more. You can send and receive money with ease paying your friends through Chime regardless of their bank account and cash out your money fee-free. Isn't that incredible? So listen guys, your credit is a big deal, so build yours up with Chime. 
Just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualified direct deposit to get started. So visit Chime.com, C-H-I-M-E.com forward slash success. Again, that's Chime.com forward slash success. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank and a member of the FDIC. A Chime checking account and a $200 qualifying direct deposit is required to apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. On-time payment history may have a positive impact on your credit score. Late payments may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Yeah, mm-hmm. so when gangs happen, it just, it changed the whole community. Yeah. And crack came with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. So when crack came and, and gangs came. So this it, was late 80s? Yeah, it mm-hmm. turned our neighborhood upside down. And the dudes you were going to school with, man, I, it was dudes, I, I straight. I want to say love. Like, you growing up, you like yeah. these dudes, yeah. y'all cool. Yeah. Man, I'm talking my I had a homeboy, man. He used to come to my neighborhood, but his his neighborhood of dudes was Crips. And so it mm. lasted so long, he would come walk over there. He'd come, mm. I'd meet him, like me and him hanging out. And one day he came, and my partner was like, he can't come over no more. Mm. And I'm like, bro, you tripping. Like, and so I'm like, you ain't. I'm telling him, like, I ain't going to let them do nothing to you, which I didn't, like, because anybody else, they probably jumped and tried to do something like, y'all can't do nothing to bro. But my 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 one homeboy was just adamant, like, dog, I don't like him. Like, he can't come over. So, dude, he wasn't no punk. He like, man, I don't really like you neither. So I'm like, y'all want to fight? Go on ahead. Right. So they end up fighting. But the crazy thing is, so I ain't let nobody jump them. They fought. Man, the crazy thing is, me and dude was so close. The next time I saw him, I was riding on the back of my uh, cousin truck. You know how you be on the back of the pickup. It's a bunch of us. We laughing, playing. My hat fall off. And it's in their neighborhood. Mm. So when it fly off, my cousin's like, you want your hat? I'm like, yeah, go back. So we turn around and go back. I see dude. He on the bike. So I'm like, this is my partner. Mm-hmm. Man, dude, rolled down right where my hat was at. Stopped, dropped the bike, got off, and was like, go on, get off the truck. I got off the truck and we fought. Wow. But this was my straight. Like my boy, and when you gangs it came, yeah, it, it was, was like uh, it was different. It was like dang, so you know it separated everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and it it turned the neighborhood into a war zone. And then when crack, you got to think about with crack, nobody knew what it was, mm-hmm. so everybody was di- uh they the dudes selling it, but the people smoking it. And so when that happened, yeah, bro, it turned our whole time. neighborhood and, and upside that's, You know, that's the crazy thing is like. New crackheads, y'all should be ashamed of yourself. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You know, 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 know crackheads. You, know. yeah. you try crack now, you... <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> you wanted that you smoke. Different. You different. No pun intended. Yeah. 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 But back then, like, you know, and I'm going to get my mother-in-law on the pod too, you know, shout out to her, but she was like, bro, they was just at a party and everybody thought it was like the new weed. A party drink. Like, yeah. oh yeah, they ain't even yeah. that deep. You think yeah. when it, yeah. like crack at some point was just new, was nobody new. knew nobody what yeah. it was doing. Yeah. And so she was like, she was at a party and they was just like doing like, I don't want none of that, la, la. you know, everybody's yeah. having a good time. And so it's like, you think about how it devastated the community because in our minds, like me, I'm 40, so crack, you know, that, that was, you hear about crackheads and stuff. It was like, oh man, listen. You don't do nothing else. Don't touch no crack. Don't touch you know no what I'm saying? Like, don't for touch real. No like, crack. you yeah. and weed, cocaine, like, people was on whatever, but it was like, yo, but you think about for crack back then, it's no different than when cigarettes came out. Mm. Bro, my mom and them was blowing cigarettes. They didn't really know what it was doing to you. Just you know what I'm saying? Like, my thing. grandmother, when she started, she was smoking two packs a day before they even realized it was doing like, anything yeah. bad, you know? Yeah. And so, um, to that end, though, so now you're, you're in the gang, you're starting to see this division. And then where it so where where is Unk at? Because he was the 
patriarch who brought y'all, is he still holding it down? So when he brought us, he started like, so he started, he still was working. Man, it's one of them things that's crazy. It it, it always be hard. Like, well, I ain't going to say hard. My family know I be saying stuff, but when you got to mention your family, Mm -hmm. but my uncle, he kept holding it down, but the rest of my family didn't get the vision. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. They didn't get the vision. Yeah, that's crazy. So mm. Unc set the play. Yeah, yeah, he up had it ready. So cold. Yeah, it was like when I look back, it, one of the reasons to this day that I function the way that I function. Like I remember seeing him pull up to the build. I'm knowing he didn't. Like as a kid, it registered in me. My uncle owned this. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest building on the block. Mm-hmm. Everybody else owned the stuff next to us. The white man owned the building next door. Yep. Mr. Ross. Everybody else owns stuff. It's all white people. Mm-hmm. The two next to us is, is black people. My uncle got the biggest bit on the street. Unc pull up in the Cadillac on the front, mm-hmm. hop out when it's cold with the mink on. He yeah. open the door, let his gal out with the mink. I'm like, oh, I want to oh, be like yeah, Unc. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I grow up. So he set the play, yep. but nobody really, they didn't get the vision. And so and he over, did all of that working at GM. Working huh? at GM. Legal. Stacking yeah, bread. Yeah, stacking bread. Yep. And so over time, though. But was he like a, I'm trying to get like, because at this point, your pops is not around at all. Yeah. So, Unc is kind of like your pops. Is he? Is is he like? Or is it too many of y'all for him to have a co- it's personal too many connection? Of us for him to have that. Mm. But so he, he just was like, I'm gonna show y'all the example. I'm gonna look and out, I'm a, and I'm gonna look out. Y'all, y'all do y'all thing. So my grandfather was more like my father, and my mm-hmm. grandfather was just like hardworking man. My mm-hmm. grandfather, he tried everything he could to save me when he saw the life going that way. Yeah. Some. Like, I was 12 years old. My grandfather picked me up, man, took me. Uh, we got in the car. He didn't tell me where we was going or nothing. We get to this four-family apartment uh, place they own. Took me in there. Got to get that thing out the corner. I got the paint bucket. Get that, that thing. Got the brush. But let me show you something. Made a V, filled it in. Went to the corner, did the thing. He said, you see what I just did? I said, yeah. He said, do that in every room in here. I'll be back. Hmm. And left me. Mm. <laughs> like, I was 12. So my grandfather tried, and he instilled this this work ethic in me. But the decline of everything happened at the same time. Yeah, no question. Mm. So yeah, my yeah. uncle he was trying. He put the vision. People didn't get it. Then people got on drugs, and then you. So everything, the property value, everything just started going down. And before you know it, now I build, and it, it then went from like it's this uh, glorious thing mm. to now. The police there all the time. Mm. They pulling up. Me and my cousins, you got to think it's a bunch of us. So we doing so much stuff all the time. And it was just like the neighborhood circumstances. I just, when they, they say you leave the porch, I just left the porch and walked around the corner. Yeah, you know what's mm. so crazy when I think about what you're saying? For us, it was YBI, the Young Boys Incorporated. So it was older criminals knowing the law recruiting kids because kids at that time they from a legislative get, point yeah. they can't go to jail yeah you feel what i'm saying so it was like they manipulated the system mm-hmm. and got those kids but as i'm thinking right now especially when i hear you know cj parents talk my parents talk you said crack was something that was new to us what was also new that i really think destroyed our communities was ambition mm. like that was new like when my parents was coming up, it, it wasn't no ambition. Yeah. It was more family. Like it was more like settle. It's like go get a job. Yep. So when you get yep. this job, yep. Yep. we gonna be able to have this stability. 
Yeah. So, so, so what they were after was stability. Yeah. And to some extent, freedom. So it's like, like you said with your uncle, this hours, we own it. There are certain things we don't have to deal with. We can watch over our family. You know what I'm saying? So coming from the South, it was just, yo, we going there to get that stability. Yep. We were the first generation to be ambitious. Yeah. Like I, my generation was the first one I saw cats with nanny goats, cats with, you know, the jogging suit, the gym yeah, shoes, the yeah, car. Yeah. Like even when you watch Minister Society and all, it's like mm. the Mustang 5.0. Yeah. The, the yeah. Samurai Suzuki. We uh, blow, blow the roof off, put speakers in the back, take the seats out. Yeah. So it was yeah. like when hip hop came out, it was the first time it was like, yo, we want to have a certain lifestyle. Our parents weren't really into a lifestyle. Yeah. They were into, yeah. all right, we got a house. Mm -hmm. We going to church for those that went to church. That was stability. It was Thanksgiving, Christmas. You know what I'm saying? It was more like, ain't nobody trying to whatever. But you saw the drug dealers starting to come. Now it's the minks. It's yeah. the Cadillacs. And so I just think for our parents, especially our grandparents, that they didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. They didn't know how we was being yeah. influenced. Yeah. They didn't know people yeah. was pulling us to the yeah. side yeah. and trying to get us in gangs, yeah. trying to get us to sell dope. Yeah. They didn't know about that. So then once they figured it out, it was too late because the older cats who was on, on that, bruh, I remember Young Boys Incorporated, bruh, to your point. I remember kids I went to elementary school with, middle school. Now we leaving middle school, going to high school. And bruh, they got guns. Hmm. Like Reggie, my boy. Yeah, yeah. But Reg is like, I don't know how Reg became the top. Uh, young boy incorporated. Yeah, like I'm not yeah. really sure how that happened, but one day we in middle school. Yeah, he watched colors you know for sure. And Red so was like, "Go watch colors." I tell you why I'm in charge, <laughs> bro. And so now they come into school. I never forget. I don't know how it was when y'all was in school, but the security guards and the teachers was like running that joker. Yeah, the uh, the coach, football coach, basketball coach, they was running the school. Bro, yeah. when YBI, uh, when Young Boys Incorporated started, Reg then was running that Joker. Yeah, like, yeah. When, like, I don't know how this shit happened, but we knew because the security guard got to go home, bro. Mm -hmm. He got to go home, and he he wasn't even on. Yeah, yeah so everything to your point, everything changed, yeah. bro. And, and that, I don't know that that's we how ever... that's how it happened for me though. When when I was out, like when I was young, like. 12 or so ish years old. Yeah, because I'm 53. So that would have, yeah, yeah my, you would have been, yeah. My, my, you know, my, my mom had her issues then. My dad was gone. So the older dudes in the neighborhood, yeah. they knew. Yeah. Mm. They saw me. They was like, and yeah, one first. of them came to me, it was like, man, what you be, I know you live in that house. Like, what you be doing? Hmm. And I'm like, I, and, the, and the moment he asked me, the crazy thing is I was sitting there hungry because mm. we ain't had no food. Uh. So he like, he like, man, come on, I'm show you how to make some money. Hmm. And I'm like, all right. And that was it. You know? Say that part you said last night. Hmm. Phenomenal. Not that the two of you need it, but some of our listening audience might need it when you were like, cats going to jail. Like, okay, I get it. You going to jail, but you leaving your kids. Oh, yeah. 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 Tell them that part. That yeah. So just the way that I've it, the way that I've lived as a youngster, man, I realistically, I probably then bury like 25 of my friends. So I had like five cousins that I grew up with. Well, I was one of the five. It's only two of us left. The other three, they dead. Uh, and 
But over the years, I've had the opportunity to watch people's children grow up without their fathers. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the part of the game people don't tell you about. Mm-hmm. So it all look, and, and now it, it's so crazy. Now you see the young kids, they at the funeral and the daddy died. You never, I've had opportunity to see it happen. And I told you, your kids get left with the hyenas. Mm. They don't get left with the lions. Mm-hmm. It's the hyenas that's gonna raise your children. Mm. It's the creepy old dude that's gonna see your daughter and know her yeah. daddy dead. Yeah. You know what they I'm saying? Know it. It, yeah, they know like yeah. her daddy dead. She needs money. She don't have things. Now let me. It's gonna be them that see your son yep. and say, "Oh, this young boy, he don't got no parents. He don't mm. got no. He don't got this." They're gonna take your children. I, I think people don't have a proper understanding of how evil some people are. Hmm. But when you've lived a certain way, you've seen certain things. I have friends that fight for certain initiatives and we have these debates and I tell them like, man, you can argue all you want to about getting rid of the police. Man, get rid of the police and, and you're going to see how evil people are. Hmm. Like I've lived in a space like, po- first of all, police don't stop crying. Right. So I've lived in a space where crime happens all day long and you get broke. The weak get devoured. You don't have no way. There's no way out. I've seen dudes go in apartment buildings in people's house where the whole building, our neighborhood, we had a building that was like the corner. Mm. Like everybody in the building were drug addicts. And if you weren't a drug addict, you still not going to say nothing. You got people in the hallway having sex. They selling dope. People got guns, they gambling. Like everything is going on. You don't have no control when mm. there's no law. So think about mm. when you leaving your children to them people. Mm. So when you die, you can't control that. You can't control that. You in jail, you in prison for 20, 30 years. And I, we talked about that last night. I just saw this dude I know put a post up and, and you see the dudes now, they be having the phones and they, yeah, I'm here and we cooking and look, we having a, a fashion show. Man, I don't care what you having. A you fashion can, yeah, show. You can have a time, like dude. In the joint. In the joint. Dude put a post up, I'm eating ribeye and woo woo. Man, you can have a tomahawk steak with the bone. Man. You can have champagne. It's a grown man about to come and tell you to go to bed. Your son outside, you can't get out there to help him. Mm. Somebody doing something to him. What you gonna do? Yeah. And that's the part when he said yesterday, I was like, Bruh's in there with a tomahawk. Yeah. That, that's that, that, what, bruh, bruh, bruh. But it's a mentality. But that's why I said, Carl got a jail story. He'll tell you later. Yeah. That, that's who do you Carl. <laughs> Carl had a prison story. Oh, uh, here he go. Hey. Carl got, Carl got, <laughs> touch my body. <laughs> Hey, he wasn't in prison, though. Carl got. He wasn't in prison. Carl got. Look at Corshaw. in the building. He didn't get inside. in the building. Uh, Carl in the building. They seen Carl little tender on his set. <laughs> Carl. Uh, Dang, bro, my bad. Oh, no, you bro, they had Carl he in there. He's going to do it anyway. But we'll say he that for another time. You hear that? Yeah, we'll say that for another time. going to get it anyway. So go back. Let's go back. So yeah. now, buddy, come up. You want to make some money. I'm assuming he about yeah. to show you the crack game. Yeah. Get you going. But he wasn't the first person to show me. Yeah. First time I saw crack, I was sixth grade in the classroom. My homeboy, my homeboy left fifth grade struggling. You know how you see the kids, you know they, they ain't got nothing. Man, my homeboy came back to school in sixth grade, looked like he had signed a record deal. Mm. Sixth grade. Mm. I'm talking about he come in class. Bro, he, he got money. money so big in his pocket, bro, like it, it's crazy. He just in the class at the desk like this, sixth grade. Wow. Mm. He ain't doing no work or nothing. He just counting money in the class. 
So I'm like, bro, where you get that money from? He's like, I sell rocks. I ain't, my head, I'm like, right. outside off right. the ground? Like, right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Right. so that was the first place I saw crack. Okay. So after that, when dude came to me, like, man, I'm like, let's go. Cause you already you, saw what it was going. I saw where it was producing. going. I saw what people was doing. And there was another fact at play. I'm 12 years old and I don't got nothing got to eat. No, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm finna eat a star. Uh, it's one of the two. So at, at that so point. So at that point, you mentioned before we started recording that your mother got on drugs. Yeah. Was she already on drugs at that time? She was on it at that point. Yeah. Okay. And you knew that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you, you see the traffic. You see the way life changed. Mm -hmm. Like my mom, like she's been clean now for, man, what, 20 years Praise or God. something? Like, yeah. Mm. It's amazing. Beautiful. My mother's a beautiful woman. Yeah. She, you, but you, you saw the transition in, in her life then. Saw her going. But one thing. So was y'all straight before that? Before that, we were straight. My mom worked. My mom yeah. was one of them people like she, like you say, a dog. My mama will like she will work. Yeah. She hmm. like she was the mama that's like all her. Yeah. I got good. five. Uh, true story. I got five white castles. It's you and your brother. Her. Y'all eat. I ain't eating nothing. Mm. Be ready for for school in the morning. Yeah. We walk to school. However far it is. She was one of them parents, like, she made sure we was cool. And then she worked so much. So in the beginning, we was always cool. We had all the shoes, anything, and whatever you thought you wanted. Mm -hmm. So you saw that transition happen in every aspect. Yeah. And once it did, I didn't know how far it was going to go with my mom or where she was going to end up. All I knew was today I don't have food. And the dudes outside that I know, they got money. Hmm. So I'm going outside with them. And that's what I did. I just, I, I started going outside. Once you go outside, you're going to get, integrated into the system you yeah. don't got to do nothing but go out there yeah. so what so what happens now that it, like you out you're doing your thing start making is, money yeah and the next thing you do people show you how to protect yourself so i was from a, my, my neighborhood you grew up i grew up in the era it was dudes like they they made sure you like man oh that's little so-and-so mm -hmm. the alluring part for me wasn't even the money the allure report for me was the stability and safety. Yeah, that's what I told them. Yeah, the it was yep. like, they were like my yep. bro, like these yep. dudes were mm -hmm. like my big brothers. Yep. I was getting picked on at summer camp. They used to send a summer camp to get us. Yep. Dude picking on me twice my size. I don't got no big brother at home. Mm. Dude mess with me every day. He, I'm talking about he, he blowing on me because he's yep. showing off for the girls. Mm. I'm, he probably three, four years older than me. Yep. After so many days, I'm like, I'm tired of this dude. I went to the hood. I'm like, Johnny. Johnny was the big hood homie of everybody, but mm. he probably three years older than me. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right, right, right. Johnny, dude messing with me on the bus. All right, little Travis, where at? I'm coming around there tomorrow. The bus is top of the street. All right, I'll be there. Bus pulling up the street. Oh, but he's blowing me down the whole ride. Showing out for the girls. He poked me the whole night. Yeah. I look up the hill, see bro now. Oh, man, I'm like, oh, yeah, you about to get it today, boy. I saw a wilding on the bus. Yeah. Blowing yeah, yeah, him down. Yeah, yeah. You hear me? Pull up, though. He get off the bus, and they defend me. So that was the allure for me. It was mm. like, oh, these my brothers. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so at that point, when you don't have a family structure, yeah. mm. that became the family out, That was the name of our neighborhood gang, the family. Mm. 
That was the name of it. You go outside and you find that family structure. You get the brother and the older dude. Then you go around the corner with his mama. She takes the mama role. Mm -hmm. Then it's the other girls. They like your sister. It's like yeah. you create this whole family outside yeah. mm -hmm. of your home because inside of your home it don't exist. So they didn't have to woo me with the money. First people I ever seen with money was my uncle and my granddaddy. I walked in my granddaddy room as a young boy. My granddaddy had an envelope with $13,000 on the thing and a demolition bid. I'm like, what's that? He tell me, this is how you get it. You do this. So my uncles was the first dudes I seen with Cadillacs, fur coats. They was working real jobs. So the money so didn't why you lower think your me. Grandf let, 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 let me take this back because why, why you think your uncle and your grandfather, like their example and you you mentioned your grandfather being like your pops why do you think that that pool wasn't strong enough to keep you from mm. the streets because it was the well, granddaddy was, was the working they outside. had money it they was, was showing but you but everything outside. out there looked outside. Like outside. Outside, and bro. once you go out there yeah. so you you got to think once you go out there you become a part of it yeah. if once i left out my house and then at a certain point bro people people knew me so the other dudes from everywhere else, they know you. They're yeah. like, oh, that's so-and-so. He's from over there. So you're only as strong as the people that's standing next to you. That's real life right now. One of the dopest things about y'all is the, is the, is the collective. Y'all all dope individual. Like no, no, I see no. it's e. me first. And yeah. then <laughs> but it's yeah, the, I feel what you're saying. You're trying to make a point. But no, it, I'm saying it's saying it. like, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I stand alone in this. Don't 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 gas them up like that. It's the yeah. collective. So yeah. so it's like it's like, oh, it's them. Mm -hmm. So when I go outside, you you got the dudes from the other neighborhoods. Yep. It's 30 of them. Yeah. yeah. I can't move. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's us yeah. versus them. So the outside allure, once you So you feel like your granddad, like did they when you started leaving, was they trying to get you back? Did they were they my, actively like, hey, get out the streets? Were they telling you no? My granddad did at some point, but then like, it just, man, it just went so fast, bro. Mm -hmm. It went, it started happening so fast. I lived so much life between 12 and 18. It like, so. By the time I went outside, 13, I was telling, so um, the middle school was right behind our building. That's mm -hmm. where all of us went at first. Yep. Eighth grade, first week of school, I tell this story and I'd be like, man, somebody should have whooped me, but whooping not political now. Uh, right, right. No, no, so no, we still whoop first, on this so podcast. First, you good. You're, this is a safe space for so, whooping. So, <laughs> first first week of school space. in eighth grade, bro, I got suspended for three days. First week of school? First week. Okay. I came back off what? my- I, don't, I was just tripping. I, okay. I just used to be doing stuff. Insubordination. I, yeah, That's I was bored. Yeah, so the, the, the principal, he knew us by name. <laughs> I didn't know if you yeah. got caught with drugs. No, nah, like that or, time yeah. it was just being bad. Okay, I was just gotcha. doing Right, right, right. So when I came back off my three, I did something else. I got suspended for t The first day I came back off my three, I got suspended for 10 days. This school sir first started. I did my 10 days. I came back off of my 10 days, and the first day I got back from my 10 days, I got expelled for 90 days. So when I got expelled, they sent me to the, uh, the they sent it to the board of education. The board of education was like, my mom, like, what is he going to do? He can't go to school. They said, well, you could take him to another district. So they sent me to the South Side. Mm -hmm. So the South Side, it's a whole other set of dudes. Mm. So I'm going to school on the South well, you Side. You got your family over there. Like I ain't got that. my family, yeah. but guess what I got now? A gun. So I go to school eighth grade. I'm going to school eighth grade every day with a gun in class. I'm in school. Like, we got the starter coats on. No question. I'm in her, my, like, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm strapped every day. 
So was, one was day it, was it was dudes like picking with you because nah, you knew or no, nah, they ain't about like bro. I, when I was thirteen, I was thirteen, bro. I was uh like six feet and hundred eighty pounds. Okay, yeah. So when nobody like yeah, just yeah, yeah. messing with me, mm. and then like. Dude straight. So you just had a gun just off GP. Yeah, because like I'm it. in another yeah, neighborhood. Yeah. But dude straight knew me. Like once I got there and you get the saying like, oh, I'm from so-and-so. They like, oh, you from so-and-so? Oh, okay. So I get there. I get into it with this dude. We had this altercation. In school. At school. I choke him out on the playground. He was talking to me about something weird and I was frustrated. And so when, I, when it happened, a bullet fall out of my pocket. And it hit the ground. Another kid see it, and he go tell. So now I got a gun in my locker. This is a true story. It's crazy, but I got a gun in my locker, right? I put the gun in my locker, and uh, you ain't know the bullet fell. I saw it fall. I saw the dude see it, and he just left. I ain't know he was gonna tell. He go tell. So they make an announcement over the speakers. We doing a locker search after lunch. Mm. I'm like idiots, right? <laughs> so I'm going down the hall. I see the dude out of choked out because I knew him from somewhere else. He like, bro, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, it's cool, bro. Like, don't worry about it. I'll tell you how we can make it right. He like, how? I said, go to my locker. Mm. Got this gun in there. Go get it and bring it to me outside to the school bus. He like, all right, bet. So he go to my locker, get the gun, school out. We go to the school bus. He give me the gun. I leave, go home. Get a call when I get home. They call my mom. I'm suspended. I got to go to school. She got to come with me Monday. So I'm in my head, like, she bad yelling. I'm like, in my head, like, I got the gun. Like, they didn't see it. Why am I in trouble? Get to school Monday, come to find out this girl I was messing with left a knife in my locker. So they found a knife. So when they get the knife, they ask me who knife it is. Of course, I don't say nothing. At that point, you kind of still feel like, yeah, you feel yeah, you got, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I got away. Uh, no, yeah, I got it. Less of the two evils. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they don't tell me who, you know, they, like, tell me who. I'm like, it's mine. They're like, well. You're expelled, 90 days. So I just had got there from expelled. Yep. Now I go to the Board of Education. We go to the Board of Education. All they say to us when we go in the yeah, meeting. It makes sense. You're they done. say, you have yeah. to go. You. They say, you can't go to no more St. Louis public schools as long as you live. Yeah. Wow. So my mom like, where are you going? Where are you going to go? They like, he can go to alternative school, another city. We don't care. He just can't go in St. Louis public. Yep. So they send me to alternative school. So this is how fast this started going. This sounds like a great idea. They're going to yeah. send you to another school <laughs> right. with, with all of the bad the... kids. Okay. <laughs> so now you go to alternative school, bro. What's that like? It's So you got the Crips from the north side. Mm. Like the, the Crips on the north side, yeah. they was different. Yeah. You got the Crips on the north side. You got the Bloods from the north side. Yep. You got the Crips from right by the school. You got the Bloods from down the street. You got the, the folks. You got everybody that's doing anything. You yep. got all the hood girls. So everybody's showing out for them all in one school. So, yep. so they put us in this one school. I get there, and of course, what happened? I get in trouble. So I'm like, I don't want to go back. And my mama like, well, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. So this how fast to get to going. She like, well, I'm going to send you to Detroit with your daddy. Who you met? I had seen my daddy time. when I was eight years old. The, the times that I remember, I saw him when I was eight years old, and I saw him when I was like five years old, but of course I don't remember that. So this was like the third time in my life of me straight being around him and seeing mm -hmm. him that I could remember. Mm -hmm. So by the time I get to my daddy, bro, I'm grown. In Detroit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You 13, 14? I'm, I'm like 13-ish. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm grown. 
So I'm still in eighth grade when I come here. Mm -hmm. I'm grown. I'm like, so I finished eighth grade here, and then I started uh, my uh, freshman year at Murray Wright. Okay. So I, I started. Murder Wright. Yeah. So, <laughs> Murder so Wright. I started, so, but when I came Great here, environment. So, <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. When I came here, yeah. they put me right in yeah, the My godmother used to teach there. So it I was, was like, I'm like, oh, man. It's a fish and water right man, here. Man, I wasn't here two yeah. weeks, bro. I was hanging with a dude twice my age at night till one, two in the morning selling dope in front of a hotel somewhere. I don't even remember now. He come pick me up at nighttime in front of my house. I get in a quote. I started hanging with his little brother. They were my age. He got out of jail right when I made it there. Mm. I'm like, he like, where are you from? St. Louis. Oh, come hang with me. Let's go. He picked me up every day in front of my house at nighttime. I go hang with him. So when I started doing that, my dad going to work. He ain't keeping up with me. Uh, I'm, did he I, have? Did you have other siblings there? Or my little brother and my sister, but they way younger than me. So mm -hmm. they they're okay. children. They don't they don't even know what's going on at this point. They and like pops, eight and five. But they live with pops. They too. live with my pop. I met them last night. You right? met them last night. Yeah. So I'm I'm running around. I'm doing all this stuff, and then I still. I take, I'm taking my daddy gun outside because I'm in another city. Mm. So I take the gun at night when I sneak out and I put it back while he at work. So I had stopped going to school up here. So I go out with this dude and, and he, he leave me at his house. I stay there and he leave. He come back. He like, man, I don't got the gun. I'm like, what you mean you don't got the gun? He like, I lost it. Police came. I threw it in the bush. Mm. I'm like, bro, I can't go home. Mm. So he like, I tell you what I'm going to do. Stay here a few days. I'm going to buy you a bus ticket and send you back to St. Louis. Now, nobody that told me I could go back to St. Louis. He's just going to send me back. Who, buddy saying this? Yes. So he's like, I'm going to give you money. So I'm like, bet. I'm like, cool. I'm ready to go anyway at this point. Yeah. So I stayed there a few days. I'm sneaking in and out the house, getting clothes and stuff while they're at, at, at work. But your dad ain't checking for you at this point. Him, him, he I even... stay in all day. And then I come out at night. So I'm sneaking. When he go to work, I sneak in and get clothes. So one day I go well, in. Well, just real quick, though, before you go. No, no, no. Keep your thought. Because, again, I'm trying to. Okay, just help me. Because, again, I'm I just trying you. to get the whole story. So your dad, he got two kids with him. Yeah. He was enough of a dad to say, all right, even though I don't know you, you can come you live come here. here. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out what that dynamic is like. Because it's weird that. If I'm going to be a daddy, you coming in my house, it seemed like I'm about to have you check try to get you tight work. Oh, yeah. And the way you kind of alluding to the relationship is kind of like you a stranger just with a room there. Kind of was. So, bro, I was grown when I came, though. I was active. Like, bro, I was like. Yeah, the, you was 13, I though, was, and you living in my crib. Active. So I'm, Yeah, I got you. So yeah, he, yeah. he wouldn't be trying. That's what, okay, he that's what I was getting one to. Time. Yeah. Okay. But you got to think, bro, my daddy whooped me, bro. I'm straight. I came from outside yeah. in gladiator school. Yeah. A whooping from my daddy. Yeah. It's mm. like, and not only that, man, I think a lot of, and I hope the parents that are here are listening now, but you know, and I, you know, you got to be careful. Like you said, when you got family, you kind of, people be taking stuff personal, but bruh, our parents work, work. Yeah. Mm. Like we raised ourselves, bruh. We raised ourselves. Bruh, we raised ourselves. Yeah. Bruh. Like no, no disrespect. Yeah. yeah. You feel me? No yeah. disrespect, bruh. Yeah. But, we was at the crib. I was coming home, unlocking the door. Yeah. Grabbing something to eat, then going straight outside. Going straight outside. You raised yourself. So mm -hmm. by the time my parents got to the crib, depending on they working days, because it wasn't the same. My mom, sometimes 
She worked days sometimes. They worked nights. It was like whatever they told you to do. So yeah. a lot of times we was at the crib by ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So we was yeah. getting into all kind of stuff. And then outside, bro, I, I was me and my wife was just saying with our kids, man, like we ain't mean no harm. But we saw some things that happened when they got here. And here ain't bad. More so when they got to college. Like, yo, I look at my son like, why did my son do something? Bro, my son was raised in Alabama, bro. Like, it's different, bro. Like, yeah. me and my wife was talking about that. It was like, bro, they grew up. You could trust everybody. Everybody spoke to each mm, other. Everybody yeah. guards was down. Wasn't nobody on that. So, so when they got to college and then they start, they start meeting people from other worlds. Yeah. You yeah. meet people from different cities. Yeah. Like my kids wasn't used to that. Like they're not used to being around hustlers. And I don't even talk about dope yeah. dealers. I'm talking about people who are manipulative. manipulative. Yeah. My yeah. kids didn't yeah. grow up like that. Yeah. So yeah. I did. So I'm thinking they did. So I'm thinking like, yo, you ain't gonna never, like you said, when you walk in and you peeping people out. Yeah. Bro, we grew up outside, bro. Outside. Like I think about it now, like, yo, the pressures, like, there were things that you didn't want to do that you were forced to do. Then I, I look at these schools. I'm like, yo, these are cool. Like, we work at a school here. It's about 500 kids. I was like, bro, we was in school. It's like almost 3,000 kids, bro. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It was 3,000 kids with 20 teachers. Yeah. It was like yeah. we was raising ourselves wow. at yeah. these schools. Yeah. You feel me? And even though our parents weren't evil, they weren't bad people and they did yeah. they worked they had morals they you know the summertime they my mom was like you going to camp whatever at the same time though my mom didn't know what i was being exposed yeah. to mm. then when i ended up leaving the crib at 16 and being by myself it was really off the chart so i'm saying the parents too that's listening like Yo, this the new one. Yeah. It's uh, a new, to your 100%. point. Yeah. This that new boy. It's the new outside. This the new outside. Yeah. So it's I don't care outside. what you're doing in the crib or, you know, whatever. When you gone or they in their room at night yeah. or they in their room in the day and you ain't with them, it's yeah. some people DMing them. Yeah. Some people trying to reach out to yeah. them. And if they're being raised healthy and they don't know that it's this, eat, like, bro, I'm just being real. If you grew up in our church, let's just say you Avery and you in our church, you Jesse, you in our church. You you come into church or you come in, your parents letting you come to my crib and come in. You're growing up believing that that's the that this is the that's world. The world. That's how yeah. the world. Like the way works. E yeah. Eric is treating me, this is how everybody gonna treat me. Yeah. 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 Everybody, yeah. So so I do give them stuff. Yeah. So in your brain, you never seen it's something attached with me giving you something. Mm. Yeah. You've always seen yeah. it as, oh, when when ET buys a pizza, ain't nothing attached to that. When I give you money for your birthday, ain't nothing attached to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you grow up yeah. in this world that's sheltered, a bubble. Oh. Then you go in the real world, and now you're assuming when somebody gives you something, it's the same, it's the same. that it's the same thing. Not knowing that this adult is giving you something because they want to manipulate you. Or this person wants to be with you because online, so I know your whole me I life. I send my kids to alternative school real quick. Uh, you know, no. you know what I'm saying? Get yeah. them, no. what you know call what? it, gladiator school. I, I will say this, though. They got to go to gladiator yeah, school. Yeah, I will say this. We have to do a better job of if they're going to stay inside, then they're going to have to stay inside. 
and have period. real conversations yeah. with them and, and, and let them know, it. like, yeah. this that's is how it. people are. Yeah. Yeah. They need to know. And yeah. I'll tell you this. Yeah, we're doing that on the reg. My mom yeah. be mad yeah. at me. Yeah. I be letting uh, them know. 100%. Hey, bro, it yeah. ain't sweet like you think yeah. it is. Yeah. I ain't trying to ruin your yeah. love. But I have yeah. to. I have to. I, yeah. I, I, I just need party, to be prepared. But, I'm yeah. this morning, I yeah. just told them, let me tell y'all something. Y'all don't understand this, but Jordan, you know, he liked to argue. My son, 10. But he, he like, he want to argue with me. And I was telling them, like, yo, be careful what you see in here. Like, yeah. that's the exact conversation mm -hmm. we had. My, my yeah. son was like, yo, I don't mean nothing if I see something. I was like, bro. Your subconscious mind's so real. You see it, and it don't mean nothing to your physical eyes, yeah. but, bro, it's there already. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you got to yeah. watch. So we having that conversation yeah. for daily, yeah. daily. I could tell, if father's watching, I could tell him a point my dad missed in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. and, this, and I've said this for years. When I went and I took that gun, and I, I went outside, and the gun got stole. So I went back to get clothes one day, and he was there. So you know how you, you just send somebody mm. on the other side of the door? Yeah. I'm like, somebody on this door. Mm. So before I turned it, I'm like, somebody in there. I start running. He chased me. I get away. Call my grandma. I'm like, hey. Because well, he looking for the gun. Yeah, he looking for me now. Mm. So I've been gone a few days. Right, right, right. And the gun. But he know the, the gun. gun. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So I'm like, call my grandma. Grandma, can I come home? She like, I'm telling her, like, I'm doing the same thing up here. I might as well be at home. She like, you can come home. So we go. I, I go to her brother's house. My grandmother's brother, my uncle, he lived up here. And he take me to my father's house to get my clothes so I can get on the bus to go home. When I was on my way there, so the crazy thing about me, as much as people rejected me or shifted me around everywhere they want, they felt like they could, I always had this thing where I, I actually wanted my daddy to come save me. So I, I, I was looking for him to save wow. me, like just being honest. Mm -hmm. So... I was on my way to that house. He had whooped me one time. I didn't care. I'm like, if I got a whooping. Okay, whatever. I was on the way to the house. I painted the scenario in my head. I said, when I get here, he going to whoop me. He going to ask me where the gun. I'm going to tell him what happened. I'm going to apologize. And, and I, I, I visualized him. It's going to be all right. Mm. We going it's you cool. Go to your, go to the room. That's what I was hoping to happen. Wow. I was willing to take the punishment. Yeah. Wow. I was willing to take the embarrassment. I was willing to take whatever came with it to hear him say, it's all right, yeah. I got you, it's gonna be okay. And But when I made it, what he said was, where my gun at? He didn't ask me where you been, mm. or are you okay? How you doing? He said, where my gun? He looked me in my eyes. I said, I don't got it. He said, what you mean you don't got it? I said, I don't got it, it's gone. He said, Go in that room, get your clothes, get out my house. Don't never come back here again. You're no longer welcome here as long as you live. Mm. And I went and got my stuff. And so, of course, at that point, I'm, I'm, I'm playing hard. I'm like, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you did. But when I got on the yeah. bus, though, when it got to that dark space, yeah. like when nobody could see me, I cried. Mm -hmm. But guess what? When I went back home, my mom had a boyfriend. That was outside. I took his gun, mm -hmm. right? Went to the hood. Same gun thing. got lost. Same thing. When I came home, guess what he said? Where that gun at? I don't got it. He's like, you good. That became my daddy. Mm. Wow. So, I, so, he, I, yeah. so you and him became close. Me and him cool now to this day. Wow. And, and so he, he didn't show me, you know, he didn't intentionally show me nothing wrong, but he didn't, he, he showed me some things right. But it was like a person outside of it, like that's 
Like sometimes as men, I think as men, we have this false idea of what masculinity looks like. Yeah, come on. So when we deal with our children, especially our sons, we deal with them in a manner that we feel like we got to treat them like they a soldier in the army. Hmm. It's like, look at me. What you do? Look. No, like my son, I will. Son, I love you. We just like, talked about this yesterday. I hug my yeah. son. Yes, sir. Every we time my son leaves my presence, I yep. hug him. I grab him by the head. I love you. Mm -hmm. my, you can come to me and talk about anything. Yes, sir. We going to figure it out together. Yep. It's okay. You get disciplined. You get disciplined. But I think as men, sometimes we yep. miss that. Like my daddy could have changed my life right there. Mm. Yeah. But when I when he sent me back home, guess what? I was grown. Yeah, he probably didn't. Yeah. I'm gonna be real. He probably didn't. So I'm gonna say this to really expand upon that. I I think that part is the easier part for a man. Just go. No, no. The part of when you get mature and you love on your kids, I think that's the the easier part. I think the hardest part might be your spouse or other men. You yeah. feel me? I don't know what you're talking what about. What you mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't understand. So you see a lot of men who struggle, but but when it comes to their children, they don't have a problem loving their children. Yeah. Uh, okay. But there are men who don't know how to love their wives. Well, not like yeah. they, not like he talking about, though. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about like he talking. I'm talking the same thing. I don't thing. see a lot of men loving their kids like that. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm taking it to you another level. It's easy he said it's easier to your for you to do yeah. that oh, to yeah, your yeah, child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so for those of us who didn't get that, because right, one, I never got it. Yeah. So yeah. one, I never got it because my biological father was never in my life. Yeah. So yeah. I never heard the person who brought me in this world say anything to me. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Not yeah. good, not bad. Yeah. Never said anything to me. Yeah. So I don't have any history of my biological father and us having any tradition, any conversation. I, I have no roots. Yeah. Yeah. From the man that brought me in. My father who raised me was a protector and a provider. So I saw him protect. Like I saw yeah. some dude at the job disrespect my mom and I was in the car with him. Yeah. And he got out the car, went in the, like, look, stay here. Your mama gonna come get you. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm coming with you. He's like, your mama gonna come get you. I was like, all right, whatever. I don't know what that mean, but whatever. He got out the car, went in the office because my man was disrespecting my mom and he mopped him. And he came yeah. out of handcuffs. Yeah. And then my mom came in the car and was like, your dad came up here. So he was, I, no disrespect, he was the, yeah. he was yeah. a man's yeah. man. Yeah. Period. We weren't hugging yeah. and kissing. He told he was kissing his dad and mom. He was, we weren't kissing and hugging. So it was no. Kissing my dad till I was nine. Yeah. So it was yeah. no emotional you know I'm stuff. I'm on the lip. Yeah. So it was no emotional <laughs> Shout stuff. Shout out to Ma who think that's weird. <laughs> no, Ma, yeah, Ma, but Ma, no. So I'm saying, when we become adults, and I have more respect for men who's struggling, because it's like when we become adults and you going, why you ain't do that? I ain't get it. Yeah. Mm, How yeah. you expect me to do something I ain't get? And the sad thing is, a lot, I'm learning. I was just telling somebody, I said, man, I'm kind of embarrassed at some of the things I'm learning at yeah. this age. No question, bro. Because you get yep. to this point yeah. and it's like, yep. dang. dang, I shouldn't, but. I shouldn't, but. But yeah. And so I'm so, saying, to women, to my child, it's easier for me and Jalen and Jada. What I had to work on was when I was beefing with my wife and I wanted to say, I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah. yeah. When I was younger, I ain't really know. 
I wanted to say it. I'm sure yeah. your father didn't want to say, yeah. where my gun? But like yeah. that was, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That was, was the only thing That was the only had. thing to do. Yeah. So I've had to grow knowing, yo, it's easy for my kids. Ain't no embarrassment. Ain't no, it ain't nothing there. But my girl is strong. Yeah. So I used yeah. to have to, I, was, I used to struggle with saying, not necessarily I'm sorry, but like if we got into it, I love you. Like not letting it draw out. Yeah. And yeah. then the next day. And yeah. then what C and I talk about is then when it came to my relationship with my boys on the block, yeah, we loved each other, but we never said it. You know what I'm saying? Like me and Bob wasn't necessarily going, I love you. I knew he loved me because he protected me, but we didn't physically say it. Mm -hmm. So to his point, I come to church, my boy Chuck, he kissing on us. Kissing it. Hugging, yeah. kissing. So I'm like, yeah. bro, I love this. And, yeah. and I got yeah. to a point where I love it and I'm going to do it because yeah. I love yeah. it. And you're yeah. not going to make me feel yeah. some type of way. But I will say, I was just telling some of my church members, I was like, yo, I, I'm struggling because God called me to be a shepherd, but I'm not shepherd made. God's going to have to turn me into that. I'm not, mm. in certain instances, when me yeah. and you, like when I'm asking you to do something and you're not doing it, I'm just like the one that's like, yo, I gave you an opportunity, I just had to cut you. Or if I don't cut you, I just let you keep doing your dumb stuff. Yeah. I don't really yeah. challenge you on it. Yeah. And so this last year was the year for me where it was like, yo, and I learned it here, but it's like, yo, I can't have beef with you and still have a relationship with you. Like, it, we could still, like, I don't think you growing, doing what you're supposed to do. I don't think you in the space you're supposed to be in, but I can still love on you even though, you feel what I'm saying? Whereas yeah. there's a point, but I know it came from, bruh, like, Again, you don't want to be hurting nobody's feelings. I know my people listen to, you know, the podcast or whatever, but it's like, bro, imagine a tree never getting any roots. Hmm. Imagine a tree never being watered. Yeah. Imagine a tree never being in sunlight. Yeah. You feel me? Like, in its natural habitat, whatever that is. Yeah. And so for a lot of us, that was our life. We did not have that person, whether yeah. it's a mother or a father, who yeah. was there to, and then I say, nah, I respect my mom a lot. Cause I'm like, yo, you was a kid. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. My daughter yeah, 25. Yeah. And I would be like, oh, okay, Jada having a baby would be a little, you kind of right young. Now, yeah, right, right, yeah, you yeah, kind of young. Yeah, yeah. I know you could do it, but you kind of young. Yeah. But my mom yeah, was right. a kid, yeah. was in high school. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. In high school. So I look at my life and it's like, God, help me. Cause the C's point, the next generation, they don't, they don't know, and it doesn't matter that you didn't get it. They about to get they that same want, dumb stuff yeah, you're going to get, they, so yeah. you got to give it to them. You got to figure it out. You can't go, well, I ain't had that hand, or I ain't had that yeah. hand. You got to go, I got to hurry up and yeah. fix this so that I can, less collateral damage, and then for them, the less collateral damage they have, then the next generation, you know, can have yeah. that. Yeah, One of the things deep. that helped me was understanding my own trauma. Yeah. It helped me, like, for a long time, my father was, it, it was painful. Even my mother, like, my mother, like, I love her, like, yeah, but your my mom, mom on drugs. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and, and, yeah. And we have a weird thing yeah, no since then, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, one of the things that's helped me with them both was when I started under, I, when I got into the space of, like, okay, why did I just do that? When I started seeing how hard it was for me to not do certain things that I knew I shouldn't be doing. It made me look at my father and yeah. say, 
he don't have he didn't have half the tools that I had. Mm. Like and it's a for any man or woman, it's a it's an intentional work. Absolutely. Sometimes we think we just go through life and mature and develop as nope. we grow and go. <laughs> like you could just keep getting older and never develop. That's it. So it's an intentional work. Mm. The moment I started to do a lot of intentional work on myself, it it I stood in the mirror one day and I literally said, God, show me what's wrong with me. Yeah. Hmm. Period. Not my what, mama. What got, what got you there? I was, uh, so in 2018, I got shot. Mm. I was randomly like downtown St. Louis. It's just wild. Same, downtown St. Louis. Oh, so, it looked just like yeah, the neighborhood. Yeah, bruh, yeah. bruh, I went to the little breakfast joint. It's a breakfast joint. A rooster? Blue. It, no, that's not rooster. Uh, oh, it's a breakfast joint right downtown. It's got a blue. It's like a blue whatever. It's, yeah. go, bruh, it's a diner. Yeah. Bruh, yeah. me and my wife left the whole, we left the Westin. And went right. I was like, "Is this downtown?" Yes, it's different. <laughs> and, then, and then I went to I went to the uh, Foot Locker because I wanted to get my man homeless, do some shoes and stuff. I hit that boom, and oh, I went down King. On, oh, you were on Page and Grant yes. and Kings. Oh, Bruh. yeah. Oh, Bruh. yeah. I, I'm being real. Yeah. I was like, E, what have you got? Oh, what have yeah. You, you in the hood, bro? Yeah. I turned off Et the Hip Hop Preacher, <laughs> bro. The Foot Locker door wasn't glass. It, it was, was wood. A, yeah, they, they had, had broken. They it. had broken. It was yeah. wood. So it was two security guards in the back. Like, what you want? I was like, I just Dude. want some shoes. You all, that was granted page. Yeah, you was in the trench. I, I'm talking about the trench, yeah. bro. It was downtown though. Yeah, it's like right there. I was yeah. like, Didi, we gotta stay somewhere different. <laughs> yeah, they downtown. You know, you know your face card anywhere, man. They see ain't nobody yeah. finna mess with E. Um, okay, so you so wait, you I, get shot. I got downtown. shot. So I'm walking somebody to the car. I get shot. And so you wasn't doing you ain't I wasn't no doing, nothing. doing nothing. It's random. You this is just yeah, random. Doing nothing. On the right side, finally. On the right side. Yeah. yeah. Yours on the right side. Yeah. yeah. And they just the downs is just wild. Were they so, trying to rob you or? Yeah, they were trying to rob okay. me. Just after midnight, September 24th, he was shot during a robbery attempt near 15th and Washington downtown with only $10 in his pocket. Yeah, so I go. And people. Yeah, anybody. <laughs> they ain't care who it was. He came up to you, give me all your yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you, so I. Wow. Yeah, I don't know exactly. how people feel about the Second Amendment, but I legally carry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they didn't touch me. They didn't put their hands on me. Like I was, I was trying to tell them, like, bruh, like whatever you need, yeah, get I it from you. over there. Yeah. But once he, we go. Yeah. And so I'm thinking the whole thing over. I'm going to my uh, running to my car, thinking everything is over, and the dude starts shooting from behind me, machine gun. I heard it bucking. I'm wow. like, when I heard it going, I was like. Yep, you about to get shot. Like, yeah. brace yourself. Yeah. Like, you about to get shot. And so it went in. It felt like somebody hit me with a sledgehammer on mm. this leg. But it, you, like, it didn't hurt. It felt like a boom. Like, just real solid. And I was running, so I was going down. But it went in right here. It came out right there. Mm. Went in right there. Wow. And it broke my femur. I got the bullet right here still in my leg. So I got a rod in my leg right now. I got screws right there, screws right there. So you know you break your femur, you can't you can't uh cast the femur. It's too high on your leg. It's mm -hmm. the biggest bone in your body. Yeah. So my uh muscle, my my bone wasn't cast. So every time I move it, it you felt it. It hurt it. Mm. Like so that was the painful part. When I got shot, it didn't hurt. After the surgery, it hurt. I sneezed. All my organs came back to functioning at one time. Felt like a bomb went off. That hurt. 
all the rest of the stuff, it didn't hurt. And it was when I got home, though, I was demobilized and I couldn't move. And so I'm going to be honest with y'all before this, bro, I had a problem with God. So it was some stuff that had happened in my life. I, I was going into this Job, like a Job season of life. And I was mad at God because I'm like, man, I've been through all this stuff. And now I'm on this side of the coin mm-hmm, and I'm, I'm doing right. I'm traveling. I'm talking to kids. I'm doing. Yep. And now you let all this stuff happen yep. to me. But the crazy thing is when I got shot, it snapped me back. Mm. So when I got shot, I'm sitting down. I got time to relax. And I'm, people thought that was going to take me over the top. So I'm sitting down and I was in so much pain and I spent so much time alone. But I understood what it was. Because I heard this story a hundred times over and over and over again about the shepherd and the sheep. And they talk about the shepherd and how when the sheep get to wandering off, like in real life, the shepherd will find the sheep that wanders. And guess what he do to him? He break his leg. He break the sheep leg and then he carry him. He sit him on his shoulders and he do that because the sheep going to hear his voice constantly over and over and over mm. again. So the next time the sheep decide to wander off yep. and the shepherd call him, he's going to come back because he didn't heard his voice so much. And the sheep also know he did this to protect me. So I understood at that moment. I said, mm. I know what's happening to me. So let me handle this the right way. So that set me down. Mm-hmm. And when I sat down, I started getting, I told E this last night, I don't know how to brown nose and all that, but it's the truth, man. I, at then at one point I got low and I, I was like, man, I need something. I'm like, I need some, I know I got the Bible. I know I got this. I need something. And I started going, I went on YouTube one day randomly and E popped up like, you can't control this power for so long. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And so at that yeah. point. I sound just like that. Yeah. You yeah. feel me? I feel it. Yeah. Feel me? Like, and so I was go. like, I got to moving it and getting up. Yeah. And I, I told myself, I said, I know what this is. Mm. And I verbally said to myself, I said, dog, if I go through this the right way, I'm going to be a different type of beast mm. on the other side. And so I came out of it like that. And I sat one day in the mirror and I said, God, show me what's wrong with me. Now, my mama, now the God my daddy. Next time somebody come up to you with a gun, just hand them your keys and just. Now, they was too far, bro. I had this. I'm saying, but I but, still. But listen, it's a, it's, don't shoot me. But whatever you can have his phone. Whatever you want. It's whatever you want instinct, off of me. It's a yeah. certain instinct that you had where I know. Oh, for sure. When, he, when that man got out that car. I could tell by his body language and everything on him, I said, and, and this is just truthful. When they got out the car, bro, it's like the movie where all the air gets sucked out. It just felt evil. Mm. I knew with everything well, in Yeah, it. robbery is but evil. But look, but I knew, but I done been in some crazy situations. But you don't think, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I knew this man was going to kill me. But what made him not, though? Because yeah, you, yeah. you, you got in the car, though. What made him not? Because I got the bucket. Oh, you got, you got the yeah, bucket he back. Ain't, he ain't get a chance to get to me. This okay. was left for that. He, you, he, not, he didn't read between the lines. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. I just oh, want to no, give him no. a second. Yeah. Yeah, I was with you. I want to get yeah, it. Yeah. I need to I get, get it. Because you know? he said he ran <laughs> back. Oh, he he okay. ran after. Yeah, you know what yeah, said, yeah. If he would have just said he had a 3-5, the guy, he said he had a machine nah, gun. Nah. So I'm saying, oh, you got a machine gun. I got him up off me. You got him Because I felt it and I knew. Yeah. Knew. And I, I tell people down. the same thing you said though. Right, give it if up. somebody, you if somebody got it. the ups, give it up. Yeah. Give it but up. he was so far away. 
get walking to me, but I could tell his body language, his demeanor, it didn't seem everything. Like a regular, I was like, I got you. That he had, I, yeah, I he was, was rash. He too frustrated. Yeah, he yeah. went rash. Yeah, he, I'm like, yeah. this not gonna go it's well. And so I'm like, I gotta um, get him out. So we I want to go. Great. You yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we fast forwarded, yeah. but you 14, yeah. you go back. Mom's I go boyfriend back. is now kind of the mentor. Yeah. Like he in your life. Mom's still on drugs. Yeah. And so, so are they back? Are they in the same? Six fat six. No, nah, we live on the south side now. Okay, they so move. So then when we so get, when you move back, they move. We had moved. So I go back, we on the south side. But when I went back, they break up. And when they break up, we go back to the six family. So we go back. So her and the dude break up. We go back okay, to the six but family. Unc still own it. Unc still own it. So we is go, Unc still there? At this point, I think Unc is still around. He passed a little while after that. It might have been around that time, though, mm -hmm. he had passed. Your grandfather's still there? My grandfather's still there. Okay. Yeah. And so my we go back to the six family flat and everything get worse. So at this point, when everything get worse like that, uh, the state come in and the state come and they take us. So when they come, I'm a, I'm across the street watching them uh, over my friend house. And I see the police car swoop up, all of that. They go in, they bring yep. everybody out that's a kid. My yep. little la, la brother, he he ran out the back door to my grandmama's house. And so the next day, we they had to turn us in, me and my brother, because mm. I was fourteen. So in my head, I'm grown, but you're not. Mm -hmm. So I, they they take us, they turn us in. They they first took me to this uh, group home on uh like in U City, which is mm -hmm. crazy. That in U City, they take me there. Harlem, uh, right? All of us, St. Louis. They take me there. They leave me there. I stay there like thirty days. My grandfather come get me. So I go with my grandfather. All the other kids go with somebody else. So when I go with my grandfather. Of course, I'm I now I'm figure I go to U City High for a little bit. I'm I'm figuring everything out and 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 I'm like, I don't like this. And so I'm hanging out, doing everything. My grandfather keep up with me. He don't send me off. My mom, she get herself together like then. Mm -hmm. And I go home. So I go back with my mom. But when I go home with my mom, I'm thinking I could do whatever I want to like before. This is before the, mm. I, I come back. So I go there, I start doing the same things. I leave. I'm 14. I leave home. Yep. So at 14, I was, bro, I was staying with my girlfriend. We slept in the same bed every night, mm. like at 14 years old. Mm. So her Carl mom, and Tamisha did the her, same her thing. Her mom was, her mom was, you know, her <laughs> mom had going on. <laughs> Carl was on the same in Barbados. They you know owned <laughs> So her mom was like, she didn't really care. She had her issues. And we, you know, I was staying there. Then one morning, it was like six in the morning. I'm in there laying down. Her knock on the door, police. So we go to the door. They're like, police. So we like, man. So we in like these project apartments called the Alpha Gardens in my old neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We in those. And uh, so it's one way in. But the door got bars, like yeah. straight bars with the lock and the, mm. all the windows. We on the second floor. So I go run to the back. I'm about to jump out the back window. Look out the window. Police at the back already down there. I'm like, dang. I go back to the front. We like open the door. So we open the door. They come in. They like, you seen Travis Tyler? Like, oh, they don't know who I am. So I'm like, we like, no. Next thing I know, I hear a voice like, that's him right there. It's my mom. Oh, look. <laughs> so I'm like, Mom, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And she was like, I went and got help, and I'm I'm gonna I'm take send you to get some help. Mm. So it's her and the caseworker. So they take me, take me to the house, get clothes, and this caseworker and the police drive me two hours away to the woods. 
like this place called Flat River, Missouri. It's called Park Hills, Missouri now. Mm -hmm. Drop me off in the woods, leave me there. Like a like, boys camp Like a type kid's of, home. Yeah, it's yeah. dudes and girls there. So I go there, it's like around October. This I'm still 14. It's like October-ish, something like that. I get there, I'm mad, frustrated. They like, you're gonna be here till you 18 or 21. So when I get there, it's all these different kids there. I'm talking about all different kind that you could think of. They Some of them been there since they were 10. Some of them were like 18, they still live there. And, but all of us went to school off campus in the small town. They took us to school on the bus and then brought us back. Oh, that so small we, town must have loved that. So we had different mm -hmm. type of, every, oh, they probably hated it. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Dead. So I'm we sure had different type of every, everything. It's everything you could think of. And so I was there. Man, I remember going through Christmas. I went through Thanksgiving. Nobody. All these, some of these other kids, some of them got to go home on the weekend. They got to come back, depending yeah. on how old they were, what mm. their program was. Yeah. So Thanksgiving, nobody show up. I'm there. Christmas. Right? I sat in Christmas whole day in front of the thing, watching TV. Nobody called, no gifts, no nothing. Mm. These kids opening presents. They running in and out. I, it was nighttime. Never forget the night staff lady came. She was like, what you doing? I'm like, watch the TV. She's like, you been sitting there all day? I'm like, yeah. She was like, where your stuff at? And so I ain't say nothing. She was like, came back. She was like, come on, let's go somewhere. I'm like, where are we going? She like, Walmart. I got you a present. She gave me a, I, I had never been to Walmart before. That was my first time going to Walmart. Oh, that's the most tragic yeah. thing I heard you yeah. say all day. <laughs> never. You haven't been to Walmart. Got shot. Yeah. I had never been. I ain't been, never bro. been to Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thistle, let me get this straight. Yeah. I had never been to Walmart. You were yeah. born on a plantation and never been <laughs> to Walmart. Never been to Walmart. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, so I had that's never been to Walmart. Right there. Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> so, I, she gave me this $100 <laughs> gift card. This show you wow. how good I was in the country. I went to Walmart, bro. I bought some white tees and some dicky pants. Huh. Wow. That's what I bought from no Walmart. Question. I'm like, so no they, she, took, she took me back. I, I sat there. I'm, I'm frustrated. White yeah. <laughs> I'm frustrated, man. And then one day it was this kid, man. It was a white kid. Uh, I had met him when I first went there. His name was Robert. Never forget. First day I met him there, he sat down next to me and said, if my grandfather was here, he wouldn't uh, want me talking to you. And I said, why? He said, because you're black. So I verbally said to him, I said, why would you tell me that? He's like, I just thought I would tell you. I was like, how do you feel about black people? He's like, I like black people. I was like, okay, then we cool. And that was it. That's our first time meeting. But months later, I'm frustrated. I thought about it later on. He frustrated. Dude come in. I'm minding my own business. He sitting next to me. He said, what you doing, boy? I was like, what you mean? Boy is in how? He's like, boy, what you mean? I said, boy, like racist boy? He like, you heard me, boy. So I'm like. Oh, little Robert then. I'm like, he grew up. Channeled his ancestors. He channeled his ancestors. Out of nowhere. He done channeled the spirit of the clan. All of them ain't dead. You heard me? He said, all of them ain't dead. So when he got the tripping. Listen, he must not know you was born on a plantation. He must not know. He definitely didn't know that. I promise so, you, hey, ain't no thistle. And, and wow. that you had never been to Walmart. Not, not a, you know how much frustration oh, I got yeah. in my spirit? So I snatched him up. Yeah. Wow. I'm frustrated. I snatched him up. Yeah. The people come in. They, I got him in an old yeah. full chokehold. You heard me? Yeah. So they come in. What was his plan? I don't know. He was just frustrated. Was he a little he fella? Was frustrated. Was he, he, he was nice size like me. Yeah. Did he, he, he also, he felt like yeah, he, he, felt, oh, he, he felt mad. He was ready to go. He so he's it. mad like me. And so. I choked him out, 
And then the staff come in, they throw me in the isolation room. Because okay. I'm the aggressor. I'm the black kid. I'm no big. Yep. So they throw me in the isolation room. Bro, isolation room is like an eight by 10. Yep. All the walls have sheet metal on it, right? They all got sheet metal going around. Yep. The door is like that. You see that little window up there, but it got like a little barbed wire thing on it. It's only one window, but it's so solid. It's like full solitary Solitary. You can't get out. Mm. So they locked me in here on 14. I've never been in nothing like this before in my life. Bro, I lost it. I'm talking about I got the kick in the doors. I'm yelling. I'm, I'm like, man, let me out of here. And so this girl I, that was in there that I was messing with, she came after a while and she sat down by the door, outside the door. Mm -hmm. And she was talking to me under the door. She was like, if you don't stop, they're never going to let you out of here. She was like, you got to calm down. They scurried. So I sat by the door. And I told Edom this last night. I sat by the door, and this was probably without me knowing it the first place I learned how to regulate my feelings. Mm. I sat down, I got by the crack, and I was just like, and I calmed down. And I said to myself, when I calmed down, I said, when I get up out of this room, I'm gonna show everybody who I am. It was like my origin story, like bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So when I like the next day, they came, they, they I stayed in there all night. Yeah. They let me out the next day. And when they let me out, it was two men there. Didn't know who they were. They looked like uh, Long Range and Tonto, like yeah. for real. Yeah. Like I'm looking like they look just like them on the show. So I go in the room. These dudes start asking me questions. They like, how you feel? They like, do you want to kill yourself? I'm like, no. Nah. They like, well, we read on your book. I want to kill Robert Williams. Right. I started writing raps in there. That's the first place I started writing rap. So mm. I'm, I'm writing about life. So mm. they're like, we read you said this. I said, no, nah, I don't want to kill myself. That's, I'm like, I'm just, I, I said, where I'm from, you don't care if you live or you die. So that's how I live. Mm. They're like, oh, what you want to do? I said, I want to go home. First time, nobody hadn't asked me the whole time while I was there. One of the dudes said, man, you okay? And I just broke down. Mm. He like, we're going to take you to this place. If you do good here, we'll see about you going home. So it's like, when they let me out of there, bro, it was like 2 in the morning. The next day, like, they let me out once to use the bathroom, and I stayed in there all day. Like, literally, at mm -hmm. like 2 in the morning, they let me out. And I go with these dudes I ain't never seen in a van. They Again, people shipping me off wherever they want to. Mm. They send me, I, we drive to a place in St. Louis out deep, like Lake St. Louis in the county. I go there, and when I went there, I said, I got to stop getting in trouble. Let me learn what I need to do. So I went there and I was like, what I got to do to get out of here? They had a level system. Mm -hmm. They like, you get to this level, you take most people 90 days, you can get out of here. What, what was it? I mean, because you like just left a home. camp. It was a group home. So you left the camp. And go to a group home. To a group home. Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. I, I'm out there. I did everything them people told me to do. I went to school. Our school was on campus. I went to school. I didn't get in trouble. I participated. This was the first place that I learned that it was other people's lives worse than mine. Because mm -hmm. we used to have to sit in groups mm -hmm. and talk. Oh, yeah. And I, I was sitting in there. I was like, yo, this ain't that bad. My life ain't that bad. And wow. my life was wow. crazy. Right, right, right. So this was when I learned. Well, I said it's relative. Yeah, right? I wow. learned early, like, there are people's lives way worse than yours. Yeah. And so I sat in the groups. I participated. I did all my stuff. Man, I, I leveled up so fast. They like, we're gonna call your caseworker and see if you can go home. Call the caseworker, the caseworker, like the case is dropped. His mom did everything she's supposed to call her. They called my mom. My mom, like, yeah, he can come home. So it was the day before my birthday. I was before I turned 15. So I had this idea in my head. 
I was like, I gotta go home and do good. Bro, I'm still tripping that he said 15. Like in my mind, somehow, like so much time passed. Yeah, yeah. bro, this is yeah. 15. This is crazy. So I'm like, I gotta go home and do good. Let me go do right. Went home. As soon as I walked in the house, saw my mom. She was back in there. I, it was over after that. I went back outside. Mm. I went back outside. 15 and a half. I bought a car. Because of the disappointment of your mom being high or just... It's just I knew I didn't have no more rules. Mm. The rules were out the window at that point. But you said you in your head you, I thought you I had wanted to, do to good go do good. Because she had just sent me off saying I'm going to get you help because she was clean. So I'm like, when I go back but home, she'll send me back. do you think a part of you, the frustration of seeing her back using kind of made you lose hope that there was a better? Uh, definitely was a loss of hope. You know what I mean? Because it was like, uh, we back on the same. So you didn't even have the same motivation to be like, all right, mom's back good. Let me try to get right. Yeah. When you saw mom's down bad, you like, I'm back Man. outside. Okay. So I went outside. It was the day before my birthday. Went outside, kicked it with my partners. I bought a car. A few months later, I was like 15 and a half. I ain't had a driver's license. I couldn't get license plates. I just bought a car. Yeah. Right? So I'm back outside. And uh, that same time, something happened to me that probably changed me more than anything. One of my friends, his name was Dwayne Miner. We were standing up. I was on one corner. He was on the other one in front of the store, him and my cousins. And I was on the corner on this girl's phone. Dude rolled past me and smiled at me. He saw me like everybody on that side of town knew who I was. So he rolled past me, looked at me, smiled at you me. You knew who he was? I didn't know who he was at that moment. Okay, you didn't. So he kept going. He rolled down the street, and when he got down the street, I had my back turned. I just heard gunshots. Boom, 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 boom. So by the time I turned around, I see the car. You still see the sparks over, the, like it's a person's hand over mm -hmm. the thing. Yep. And I see somebody fall and hit the ground. I know it's my partner's right there. And so I'm like, it's one of them. Jump in my car, drive down there. And I get down there, and he shot my little pot, my little homeboy. He's 13. So I'm standing over him. And he just looking at me, bro, up in my eyes. And I'm looking down at him. And he just like, he got this hole right here. And he's swelling. So he bleeding on the inside. And he just looking. He looked up at me. He just like. I was. That was the first time I watched somebody die. I was 15 years old. And I was like, ain't nobody doing that to me. You know what's crazy? Yeah. When you said I was with my boy Bob the other day. I went to go do something at Oakwood, so we, we, we linked up. And I don't know how it happened, but somebody said Eric Thomas. And he was like, man, E, remember we was growing up, our boy Eric Thomas got shot and killed? And I was like, I do. He I remember like, you told me that. Yeah, he was like, E, that's crazy. E, like, it was both of y'all. Y'all, We all ran together, but this yeah. kid used to skip school and be going to those parties during the day. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he got shot and killed. And Bob was just saying that, like, hmm. you know, that was our first homie that got killed, but his name was Eric Thomas. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 So you got your life right after that. You was no. like, all right, Jesus, oh, I'm here. No, yeah. no I was I outside. No. I didn't seen it. I can't let this nah. happen to me. Nah. Yeah. Lord, forgive me, Lord. Lord forgive, forgive me. me. Lord, forgive me. I was outside after that. It was like, it was over. So did that, that, that made you angry? or It made me angry. Yeah. Because this was like my, my brother. Like, these, like mm. you grow up and these people become your family. And he was 13. And so it made me mad. It made me angry. But it also made me just, it made me more aggressive. Yeah. Mm. And so I, at that point, I just was like, I said nobody's doing that to what, me. What, I mean, was that because he didn't? What, 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 they had a beef. What, they had just got into it like around the corner. Gotcha. Okay. And so he followed to, them yeah. around the corner, and that. Okay. So after that, that was my life, though. 
Like it was the same thing. Like you see people die. This person dead. This per this person dead. It was like two or three of my friends dying every year. Like so and so died. This person died. This person dead. This police killed him. This That's like, crazy. It's just it, timing, it, bro. Because y'all y'all was at an era where with the drugs came the guns. Like with us. It was beef. It was beef, but fight. it was it was yeah, fighting. Fight. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It wasn't nobody shooting and killing yeah. at that point. You yeah. know what I'm saying. We got older, maybe high school, but before that, bro, it was like mm -hmm. you 13. Yeah, we weren't fight. doing that at 13. Yeah, yeah. No, we was just are, fighting bro. at 13. Guns came yeah. in St. Louis, yeah. and it was crazy. And so, so you go, so you 15, 16, like so you still that outside, was it. Still? All outside. So then when I got to like. Never at this point though you never got arrested or charged with anything or nothing. That, no, you just outside. You I just was outside. Professionally you outside. Yeah, outside. Yeah. Professionally. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm saying they were sending you to group homes yeah. and stuff, but I ain't. Had, had and so I, you say so I about get like I get like little petty stuff where I get arrested and go to the the city, and you get like one time you you get caught in the city, they hold you because if they know who you are, mm -hmm. so they like my name always was involved in stuff, so they always knew who I was. So they'd get me and like hold me one time in, in the city jail. Uh, so the beds were like concrete coming out the wall. Yep. So it'd be like concrete wall and the concrete coming out the wall. And so they'd just hold you in there. So they held me in there for like a week before, like seven days. You sleeping on the concrete, your whole body be hurting. They feed you bologna sandwiches and honey buns, like for real life. Dirty water, you put your hand under the faucet. You hold the sink under the faucet and it make it come out the top. There ain't no soap in there. You can't wash your hands. So they just treat you like that. So I, I was, I, I went to them places a gang of times. I got questioned for stuff a gang of times. It wasn't until I was like, uh, I think I was 20 or 21 that I got arrested for something serious, but it was something I didn't even do. So I got falsely accused of a murder. Mm. So my cousin, so a dude that I grew up with killed my cousin when I was like 20. I think 20 or 21, 1999. So he killed my cousin. And when that happened, it like separated our whole neighborhood because they we all grew up together. And so different people went this way, different people went that way. And so I had got falsely accused of murder and arrested. And before then, I hadn't been locked up for nothing serious. And this time, the crazy thing was, I still had this uh, kind of like weird hope in the world that it was like, I didn't do nothing. So they not going to do nothing to me, mm -hmm. you know, but that wasn't the case. They, they took me, I went in and I, I, I had a lot of things happen lead up to that. I was telling y'all before when, man, I, I went to find this lawyer. So it's this lawyer in St. Louis, man, dude, get everybody like mm. this. This is the criminal lawyer. So I go looking for him. Bruh. Huh? I'm like, yeah, bro. No, white boy. Like oh, where, okay. I'm going looking for yeah, him. Yeah. Like where he at? I'm go to his office. We look, we like, man, he gone. Like, Dang. So I'm like, who we gonna go see? We looking. Travis. We like, I'm gonna go see him. His name, like, that was my only logic. Dude name like mine. So at this point, the police looking for me. I'd have been on the news. Uh, they'd have been to my granny house, my oh, grandfather's house. They'd have been to my house. They'd have been all over the neighborhood. Like, they looking for me everywhere. Mm. And uh, I, I remember my grandfather calling me. And he was like, boy, the, the police just came to my house looking for yeah. you. He was like, what you done done? I said, granddaddy, I ain't did nothing. He's like, I heard you, but they'd have been. I said, Granddaddy, um, let me tell you how you know I didn't do nothing. I said, right now I'm talking to you on the phone and I'm in St. Louis. I said, if I did what they said I did, I've been out. I would already be gone. I said, you wouldn't be talking to me in St. Louis. So he, and he believed me. He's like, oh, I believe you. And so 
I go to this lawyer office. I walk in there. And when I go in, it's crazy. I walk straight. Man, me and my partner together, we straight hood dudes. We walk, walk in there. And when I walk to the door, I go and uh, ask the secretary, can I see Travis Noble? She like, yeah, his office back there. I'm talking, just pointed her straight in. Did, I'm, I'm looking like. She just cool with us, yeah, walking I'm all like, in. Yeah, crazy as a mother. We just <laughs> cut through the office and went in there. Man, as soon as I crossed over the threshold of the dude's door, he looked up at me. He said, man, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you've done. I don't care what you've done. I don't know if you got money. I don't care what your case is. Whatever your case is, I'm taking it for free. He said, when you just walked in here, wow. something just told me don't let you leave out of here without helping you. He said, I'm taking your case for free. And so that was the beginning of God. He showing, didn't see you on the news or nothing. He didn't see he me on the nothing. news or nothing. That was the beginning mm. of God showing me, like, yep. I got you. I got but that wasn't even the first place. The first place was a church. When my cousin died, this church up the block came down to evangelize Friday night. So my cousin, my other cousin was missing. Oh, yeah, that was definitely E. Yeah. Yeah, E was definitely <laughs> in that. Yeah. So I crossed paths before. <laughs> e, <laughs> e was out there definitely saving souls. Incredible. You didn't even know it. You didn't even remember it. E was I a little shorter. Remember. Yeah, yeah. So we do, uh, like, my cousin was messing with a girl from the church. Mm -hmm. And so my cousin, the hood dude, but the girl was messing with my cousin. So she like, my church coming down here Friday and we going to evangelize. We like, man, ain't no church coming down here. What are you <laughs> talking about? Like, I ain't know nothing about church at that point. Yeah. She like, we coming and we go. Uh, we was like, man, whatever. So Friday night, I they hit the block. Down. Yeah, they ain't out there deep. Man, it's 500 people out there. Mm -hmm. They in circles praying on the sidewalk. I'm driving down the street like, man, what in the world? <laughs> So I go in front of my homeboy house where we always be posted up at. Dude come walking up on me, looking all cool. And he walk up, he like, what's up, young man? What y'all doing? I'm like, nothing. Like, who is you? I'm Pastor White. Who is you? I, they ain't even called me Thizzle then. I'm like, I'm, I'm uh. He like, oh, okay. And what else you do besides be out here? I'm like, Shh. I said, I rap. He said, well, let me take you to meet some rappers from my church. I was like, I'm like, some church rappers? I'm like, what in the world? Definitely is easy E. Yeah, I'm like, so I'm like, what is some yeah. church rappers about to rap about? So I'm yeah. like, all right. I'm like, come on. So he take me to these one dudes. They they all out in the hood. They, huh. we like. Pop lock. Yeah, we like, what in the Breaking. world? So Look we like, e. basketball is my favorite sport. <laughs> so I we like, like see him dribble up and down what the court. What was the name turbo. of that movie? That's it. Come on, what's B-Street. B-Street. Yeah, bro, come so on. So we like, uh, okay, all right. It was more like B2K, but Christian yeah. version. Yeah, no question. So then, breaking. So then he yeah. take. Breaking was one, two. Yeah. yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Okay, well, Sean. I get it right. <laughs> so he take me. Them dudes say, no, nah, man, go introduce him to Flame. So I'm like, Flame? Christian dude. I'm like, all right, cool. Walk up on this dude. Look just like us. He got a cardinal fitted hat on, Tim's, white tee, jeans. Mm. I lean over to my cousin. I'm like, Flame like he been in the neighborhood. You heard me? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And so he like, what's up, man? So he, they like, Flame spit something for him. So he get the spit. I'm sitting there like, I tell my cousin, I say, dog, dude, rap like us. He just ain't cursing. And he talk about God. Mm. So Flame, at that point, it drew me in. And then Flame saw something in me. So he committed to the work. Like, that was the first person ever committed to me. Mm. Like, when I say this dude, that, but that's fast forward, that's that part. But I met them then, the pastor. They invited us to the church. We went yep. up there, hung out. 
all of that. And then that's when I got arrested. So before I got arrested, first thing I did was go tell the pastor. I'm like, man, police looking for me. He like, let me, let me help you. I'm going to call. He made some calls. Crazy thing. The pastor used to be a homicide detective. The dude looking for me, it was his ex-partner. <laughs> so he like, man, I'm talking to this dude. I don't think he did it. I'm going to bring him in. So the pastor took me to turn myself in. Mm. So I, I'm like, let me go get my affairs in order. I'm going to come back. You can take me. Pastor took me. So when I went, turned myself in, they held me. The lawyer told me, don't go. He said, they're going to lock you up. He yep. had some cases he had to do. He's going to take me. They take yep. me. You know, they, they hold me 20 hours. They come in there. They ask me a bunch of questions over and over. I passed three, four polygraph tests. They still want to give me another one. So I'm sitting in there. He's like, we don't issue a warrant in the next four hours. We got to let you go. So they had me in one room, 20 hours. Mm. Same room. I never left the room. Wow. And so when they came back, dude walked in. He said, they, we issued a warrant. You've been charged with first-degree murder, first-degree armed criminal action, first-degree breaking. Yeah, you had no idea. No idea. You didn't know who got killed, how they got killed. It was know, in your neighborhood. Did I they know, see somebody look like you? What was the— Once it happened, I knew who got killed, okay. but I didn't know nothing else about it. And the crazy— so, But why, was, why did you keep because coming Because it, it was over— It was stuff that they thought was linked to my cousin. So, and the crazy right. thing but is. But I'm saying it had to be somebody said, like, hey, I, I think was outside. This. I was outside. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can say I was outside. I got you. So, but you got like, they, 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 they didn't have no. Oh, so, originally, it was okay. a person saying. There you go. Okay, he had braids yeah. like this. Okay. But the crazy thing is, I had cut my braids a month ago. Mm. So, a month before, dog. Um, thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. A month before my cousin got killed, me and him was outside. And we were talking. And I said, I had braids for eight years. All I would get was a line. The same lady braided my hair at a, at a shop. I said, cuz, I'm going to get a haircut. He's like, you serious? I'm like, yeah. He said, why? I said, I got the strangest feeling these braids going to get me in trouble. Mm. This was a month before he died. So I got a haircut. Same lady had been doing my hair. So when they was like braids, I said, go see the lady. I got my hair cut a month ago. She'll tell you. Mm. I said, everybody know. Because they was like, your hair too short. How can you get braids? I said, I can't. Hmm. And so, but because it was my cousin, I'm going to be the first person they implement. Mm. They're going to point to gotcha. me first. Okay, now I got And so yep. when it, the crazy thing was the person that it happened to, bro, was my bro. I loved him. Like, he wasn't even a street dude. Mm. He just hung in the neighborhood. So I'm like. I was mad. He was dead. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so now I go in here. I'm sitting in here. They do the 20. They lock me up. I'm in, I'm in the cell. I'm sitting there for two, three days before I go to court. And I'm just like, I'm going to be in jail the rest of my life for something I ain't do. Or at least a year or two while I'm going to court. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I don't got no, uh, you know, they ain't issued, gave me no bond or nothing yet. So I don't know what's going to happen when I go to court. I get to court. Go in there, man. When I tell you the judge was like Oprah with everybody else, everybody went up. She like, what you do? They like breaking in. And she like, time serve. You get to go home. Like, what you do? He like, I did this. She like, time serve. You get to go home. I'm like, oh, she on the road. Like, let's, keep uh -huh. this, let's keep this yeah. going. So like, uh -huh. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm ready. Her. I'm like, uh -huh. shit. I'm like, you heard me. I'm like, she on the road. Let me get up out yeah. here. So I step up. She like, Travis Tyler, you being charged with first degree murder, first degree on criminal, first degree on criminal. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm waiting on her to say, yeah, time to go. She said, you have your court date is such and such date. You have no bond, and I advise you to get a lawyer because he wasn't there yet. Mm. Boom. I said out loud. I said, so you don't want to know if I'm guilty or innocent? 
She didn't ask everybody else. She said, how do you plead? They like, not guilty. Guilty. Mm. She like, you get to go. I said, you don't want to know about me? She said, we were determined in the trial. I'm like, so I'm, I'm yelling at the judge at this point. Mm. The bailiff like, bro. You got to relax. Chill. Chill. He like, chill out or you finna get in trouble. So I'm like, man. So now I'm going up the elevator. I heard the dudes, you know, you got the other dudes on yeah. there. Nobody knew what I was there for because you don't tell people that stuff in jail because they're going to make something up. And be like, yeah, the dude was in the cell with me. He told me. Yeah. So I'm, I ain't talked to nobody. So we on the elevator going up now. I heard people whispering behind me like, man, you finna get life. Like, they, I'm in the elevator. Oh, gosh. So I get back up to my uh, floor. I see my cousin when I'm going past. Wait, I'm on floor eight. So I'm like, all right, I'll at least go up there with my cousin. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they in there with a tomahawk. With a tomahawk, they in there with the top. <laughs> I'm really the best, this Hey, you heard me. No, no, no. Yeah, the, the recall are. is crazy. And so, so I go up, man. I go to my room, and, and I, I tell people all the time, I only got one story to tell. Man, I went in my room, and I sat there, and I said, man, God, this is crazy. You straight got me for something that I ain't do. Wow. I said, but, I said, I probably didn't get enough stuff to be here. Hmm. I said, it's cool. I was like, and, I, and this is the truth. Man, I had been to church one time. I said this out loud. I said, guess I'm going to be preaching the gospel in jail. I said, what in the world just happened to me? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going crazy. And at that moment, dog, being honest, like I felt God like say, man, pray, I'm going to come get you out. Mm. And I shook it. I'm like, pray, I'm going to get you out. So I started talking out loud. I'm like, man, God, I've been praying my whole life. Like, this was my moment. Mm -hmm. Like, the first time I got locked in the isolation room, it created a different version of me. Yep. It, it was, I came out of there, bang. Mm -hmm. I was like, this time it was Batman. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm like, God, I've been like, man, my daddy. I'm talking, I'm saying all of this out loud. I'm yep. in a little eight by 10 by myself. Yep. Daddy, like, ooh, ooh. man, like, man, God, like, Praying, I'm gonna get you out. Like, man, I sat down. My granny had told me something. My granny used to always tell me, pray to God how you talk. Hmm. Man, I, I, I started my prayer off. I said, God, no, I ain't do this. I put that on bloods and all the day home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, hey, come on. Prayer hey, one on one. Oh, I said, God, I said, I, I said, you know I ain't do this. Yeah. And I, I said, it was short and sweet. I said, I'm not going to say what I'm going to do from now on, what I'm not going to do. I said, but from now on, God, wherever you see me, I'm going. And when I hear you saying something, I'm going to listen. Amen. I sat there, still preparing myself to go upstairs. I'm thinking at least I'm going to go to court trial. Yep. My mom had called. And when I called my mom, mm -hmm. my mom... <laughs> My mama is, my mom had drug issues, but bro, my mama is a straight lion. Like, mm -hmm. like in real life. Like, I'd have seen my mama like she is. Yeah. She, she's phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal woman. But she was ghetto at this point. Yeah. My mama like, I'm calling her like, my yeah, they said this. She like, you got some money on you? I'm like, ma, how are you going to get? I'm, I'm in I'm, jail, ma. You know I'm in jail. Yeah, yeah. Did you have money when you got locked up? Yeah, ma. What you gonna do? I'm gonna come get it. Okay, well, come get it. That I only you're gonna put 200. Put the 200, take the rest. 
She like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. So when I pray and all this, my mom downstairs, I don't even know that at this point. Mm-hmm. So now the dude coming to my door, I know out the court, you go to your dorm. I was in a holding dorm for them days. So he come to my door, I grab my little bucket with the little stuff they gave me, the toothbrush, all that. Grab my bucket. I go to the door. I'm like, man, what dorm I'm going to? Because now I'm like, I'm going to go upstairs. I don't know who I'm going to see. Yeah. I know cuz up tough there. Face on. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I might have to go up here and, and, and tussle a little bit. You know, so I'm like, let me go up where I'm going. You're like, man, you going home. Hmm. I'm like, what you mean I'm going home? He said, you going home? I said, come on, bro. Don't play with me like that. You know what I'm here for. He said, you free to go. And showed me the paper. Man, I asked everybody going down that hallway. Every guard I saw, can I leave for real? They like, yeah. Can I leave? Till I got to the bottom and the last lady was giving me my shoes and stuff. I'm like, can I really? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm five, six floors down now. Can I really go? Still didn't believe it. She said, man, get out of here. And your mom out there waiting on you, too. Hmm. So when I go out, my mom, she's so hood at this point. I think one of the first questions my mama asked me was, who did I snitch on? Like, being wow. real. She like, who did you tell on? Wow. Ain't no way you coming out of here You're, just off yeah. that. I said, Ma, ain't nobody to tell on. It, it, there's no, no, no case. Good. There's no thing. There's no, you know. Right, right. So, and I leave out of there. And my, she called the lawyer. The lawyer came around. He pulled up. He jumped out the car. He ran over to me. He said, how did you just get out of here? I said, man, I prayed and God got me out. Mm. When I left, they only could give me $200 of the money. I left the rest of the money there. I never went back for it. They ended up mailing it. I didn't even care. And when I left there, the crazy thing was I left my car at the church parking lot. I didn't. Mm, I had to wow. go back to church mm, to get ask my question, mm. though. Wow. Yeah. Where's Flame? Oh, that's my best friend. My best friend, when I say stuck to me, bought me my bought me my first Bible, stood with I lost cousins, Man, friends after that. He's still around right he's now. Right, that's my best friend, stuck with Call me. Him. He has where you at? Where Flame at? Call uh, him. I want to talk to Flame. Flame. Why'd you yeah. ask that? You knew or no? I didn't know if Call he was it. alive. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, just his phone. Flame reminded me Flame on of, Facetime. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that person that was responsible yeah. for helping wow. you to get where you are. Oh, so I was man, like, I want to be still around. my first Bible. Yeah. I'm talking about. Did he put your name on it and go? Put my name yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. That's my how first you know it's the homie. I feel like yeah. Flame and E. Kendra Smith. <laughs> oh, I'm talking I need about, to get Flame it, on the pod now. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about, well, come pick me up. How, how old is Flame? About my about, age? About 40. He like 43. He oh, a younger, younger than, than you. Me. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he was younger than you. Rider, bro. I'm talking about, call me, pick me up. Take me to church. I'm calling younger. him like my dog. Like, so you say 40? He about 43. 43, 43 so my, three years younger than him. Wow. My dog, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, stuck with me to this day, right now. He he, day. he is <laughs> he is the most solid person that I probably ever met in my life. Those. Wow. Yeah. Like I've have. never had a moment in my life. That's saying something after you met off. me. You know what I'm saying? Hey, E. You done met me now. E, he most we never bought see a Bible. That's where that's we went the, wrong. That's we went he, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> never got see a Bible. You took me to Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. That was my fault. Yeah. Yeah, I should have gold him out. Oh, no doubt. There's yeah. never been a point wow. since I've known that's him dope, man. Yeah, that dope. I've questioned his loyalty, wow. where he stand with me, wow. if he loved me, yeah. if he got my back. Solid. And I'm going to tell you something else, too. Man, I didn't met and known, hello? Hey, Flame, Flame, Flame. <laughs> hey, guess what I'm doing right now? Flame. 
I'm on the podcast with Eric Thomas, CJ. <laughs> I, the Eric Thomas, bro. Let that sink. I've been trying Flame. to call you and tell you. Flame. So I'm telling them the story. They like, call Flame. <laughs> so you on Eric Thomas and CJ come and, on, come Carl. On. and Carl. Hold on. Flame. Bruh, first of all, appreciate <laughs> you getting my man a Bible. Yeah, come uh, on. Down. With, with the goal. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. on that flame. I was that dude in church going back, you know what I'm saying, in the neighborhood, trying to let wow. cats know God is real, bro. So mad love and respect to you, bro. You're still in that. Can, I just want to know, can you bust a rhyme? I was just going to ask. Drop a verse. Yes, drop a verse. On, yes. Flame, come on. Hey, Flame, he Man, said you was drop a verse. That's how, you, that's how you got him to get Yeah, in. yeah, let, let's hear that Man, verse. The yeah. With the Cardinal fitted. Cardinal fitted was a must. Oh, okay. It's all good. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to say this too. I was telling this for when he answered. I'd have seen a lot of dudes. I remember when I used to uh, first start reading the Bible and I saw Paul say, and he always tell people, man, it's good to see that you still enduring. When he would go back yeah. places, yeah. I didn't understand that when I first became a Christian. Yeah, It's like, oh, he's just happy to see people. But after years and going back to the same yeah. places, yeah. and I'm like, hey, where's so-and-so? they like, oh, man. Mm. This dude right here, this dude wow. right here, when I say, bro, I done seen everything life throw at him, he's never wavered from wow. Jesus. So wow. you, still, you still in St. Louis playing? What part? Yeah, what, what part What part of Florida are you in? Oh, man, I just left Tampa. It's this... Uh, Jerk hut. Wow. I just went. To, I, I was in Orlando, but I drove down there. That's one of our favorite restaurants. So I drove down there. So next time I'm in Tampa, I'm going to have to go. Bruh, we might have to do a revival or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we might have to link up, bruh, do hey. a revival in the hood, bruh. That's the one. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It's been a yeah. minute since I've been in the trenches, trenches. That's the you know, one. I'm with CJ, so... You know, we be going to uh, get uh, 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 A5 steaks Steakhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I no, need no. to find somebody uh, I can just link up wow. and go back on the block. Yeah, I'm working to get out the trenches. He said he tried to stay out the yeah, trenches. Yeah, to stay out the trenches. Yeah, no, no. Much respect, though, bro. Yeah. Much respect, yeah, bro. Yeah, love, family. Yeah. For real, bro. Yeah, for yeah, real. Love, we'll, we'll, like I said, though, when I hit, hit that area, I'll let you know. We'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely chop it up, bro. Keep doing your thing for the kingdom. All right. All right, love. Yeah. All right, I'm going to hit you later. We're really in the middle of a real podcast. That's two hours, Well, it's bro. not a real podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little. Yeah. You know, we ain't really professional two, like that. He says two uh, hours. Two hours, easy. All right, so I know. So, man, now at this point, you and Flame rocking. Then when I. Yeah, tell when I got yeah. out of When I got out of that situation, bro, I made God a promise. Yep. And I kept it. Kept it. I kept, it was a few months after that. I went back outside. And I was just like, I it can't. Didn't feel I was same. like, I can't. And then I, I said, I made a promise. I said, I don't care what life looked like for me now. I never go outside the hustle again. I said, I don't care if I starve and wow. die. I said, God, I'm going to hold you to, yeah. you know, your part. I'm going to do mine. Yeah. And I went in the house. Wow. And I went in the house, bro. And I, I went in the house. So what did you get a job? You just start working like regular citizen first, life, I just or? First, I just went in the house. Mm -hmm. I just went in. And I was like, I stayed in for a little bit and just started reading. I started reading yeah, the Bible. To go to. I started reading books. I would go sit in the library for hours and just, I Read. told you when I was in elementary, bro, I've always been academic. 
person. Mm -hmm. So once I got from out of that space, the streets don't allow you to explore that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So once I got out of yep. that space, I'm like, man, I want to learn as much as yeah. I can. And, and I also not only just learn as much as I can, truthfully, I, I was so grateful for what God had done for me. Because mm -hmm. you got to think about this, right? If you listen to the story, everywhere I went and everybody that I did something to, what they do to me? They threw me away. Get out of mm -hmm. here. They kicked me away. When I had that encounter with God, it became relevant to me. I said, here it is. We're talking about God. He knows everything about me. Mm. Everything. Mm. The stuff people don't know. And he didn't throw me away. Yeah. He said, come here. I want you. Mm. So that was the first time in my life I'm yeah. going to be, I, I quoted that Bane, I quote that Bane line all the time because it's my real reality, bro. I've, I've had an experience with pain in this world unlike most people probably have had since I've been a kid. Like, it's like the story I told y'all is brief. Right. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I saw light the first time when I was an adult. Mm. Like, when that happened to me, it turned me, my eyes open, and I said, this God, he know everything about me. And you just told me to come here? You love me? Oh, bro, I was sold out. Mm. Like, I was sold out. Flame number tell you, bro, I was like, I was, I was sold out. I went head first. Mm. I, I said, I want to know everything about you now that I can. Mm. I want to know. I, yeah. And I just went and started learning and studying. Yeah. And then my granny had got sick, and I had been praying my whole life. I want to take care of her. She was like my mother. My granny got sick, and, and she had the, the other kids that got took with me all that time, they never went back to their mother. They was with my grandmother. Mm. So when my granny got sick, uh, my, my aunt kids were still there, and they were about to send them back. We were sitting down having a family meeting. They like, we got to send them back. I told them, y'all send them kids back. Y'all might as well go and kill her now because hmm. she going she gonna to be out of her. Mm -hmm. So they was like, well, nobody, I work and I work and I'm out of town and nobody can. I was sitting there like, well, technically, I really don't do nothing right now. In my head, I said, I'll stay here and take care of. So I took care of my granny the last five years of her life. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And it allowed me time to sit. Mm-hmm. Rest. Mm -hmm. I had somewhere to stay. Yep. I had time to learn. Good. I had time to sit under her. Mm. I had time to serve her. Wow. I had time to take care of her. And God used that time to shake me. Bro, my life has been amazing since then. It's, I had wow. pain. I've been shot. Bro, I won a Grammy for So I did music and Christian music for years. But it was hood. Bro, I'd have traveled the world. I'd have been all around the world. I'd have been everywhere you could think of, speaking, rapping. I won a Grammy on the Lecrae album, Gravity. Like, Everything you could think of, people want to do. I did certain things, but it, it flame and material was never my. This was my desire. I have one genuine desire, and this ain't because I'm on a camera. I want to help people that grew up like me. Mm. That's my only desire I have in this world. Whatever come with it, I take it. You wrote the book yet? Right, writing it now. Come on, yeah, writing it now. I'm taking the value, the most valuable things that I've learned in my life, taking those things. And writing on it. Who's, who's right. supporting you in the book? Right now, I got somebody that is. Don't worry about it. We'll help you. We, only, we only need 80%. That's all yeah. we That's it. <laughs> hey, man, listen. Don't let, hey, I'm going to tell y'all this. I'm going to tell y'all this. get his claws in you. I'm, I'm going to tell y'all this you ever on heard camera. heard of Suge Knight? <laughs> let me tell y'all this. I'm going to tell y'all this on camera. Easy E gets you on the I'm a on forward the person. ETA record. Right. I'm going to tell y'all this on camera, bro. Yeah. 
and this is real, and I'm just, I, I just like being transparent. Bro, this ain't, this, this not an accident. I'm sitting here on this podcast. Come on. Bro, I, I like, I seen the work of God bring me here. Come on. Like, y'all got, I'm going to be honest, y'all got what I need. Like, to get, like, do you know how I've been walking around all week, bro? Like, in my room, just like, oh, my gosh. Like, like it really did happen. Yeah. When I was at my lowest point, yeah. I'd have seen you on camera. I always thought you was funny. You funner in person. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, I'm going to give you that. Come on, no, come on. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. But I used to sit and watch y'all, and I see eat. Like, I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. Yeah. So I would see, and I just learned it not too long ago, but I would see E be like, man, I had this and then CJ. And I used to be sitting up like, okay, I see it now. But even with E, like, I always am the person that's doing it for another person. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, man, like, come on, come on, come on. Bro, I was in my house with my leg broke. I didn't know if I was going to walk again. Mm -hmm. They didn't know if they wanted mm -hmm. to cut my leg off. They didn't know right. none of these things. I, I didn't know none of this. Yeah. And I was low. Yeah. And I, I saw you the first, I saw y'all when y'all came to Vashon. Mm. When you came to, years ago, I saw you then. But it didn't register right with me then. When you came, I'm going to be honest with you, I was like, who is this dude yelling at the kids at, at my city at a school? Mm -hmm. and that was the first thought. Then I listened, I'm like, yo, you're telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Then you on the news. They played it on the news. I'm like, yo, dude telling the truth. Yeah. And then I watched periodically and watched. But, bro, when I was low, God brought it back to That's me. That's dope, bro. He brought it back to me, bro. I sat in that house and I read and I prayed and I listened and I prayed and yeah. I listened. And I'm one of them type of people. I'm a I'm going to get it done person. I'm like, I'm going to get it done. Yeah. I'm going to figure a way out. I'm going to get it done. But I've learned later on in life, like, now, if you want to go forward, you got to go with people. Yeah. And so, man. Well, I'm, yeah, we're here yeah. to support you, bro. Yeah. Like, this yeah. has been amazing. Anybody who can get E to sit still for two hours. Two hours. Oh, no doubt. I'm talking about without oh, him no doing the majority doubt. of the talking. A hundred percent. Bro, I'm talking about you just, yeah, the <laughs> Lord, is, right the right Lord is on your side, bro. The <laughs> Lord is on your side. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But man, I talked about getting up a couple times. Hey, Raul, for just sure. Just to walk around. I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But man, the story is incredible. And, you know, I want to definitely support however we can, man, with the book. Um, you know, th this message that you're talking about and your story, man, is so needed in our community, bro. Like, uh, you know, it's crazy, man, because we all try to do what we can, but it seemed like such an insurmountable task, man. You see what's going on in, the inner cities, man, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, even Atlanta, bro. I see these kids, man, they robbing, they shooting each other. And it's like, man, it's such a tough work. But individuals like yourself who from that, you know, like you could reach them in a way that most people can't. You know what I'm saying? Because you could speak directly to that pain. You could speak directly to what they're going through. Corshawn, you too. And I told Corshawn the same thing. Like y'all who been, you know, in that, environment i didn't grow up in that environment yeah. you know what i mean i didn't i grew up middle class bro like yeah, yeah. i knew the, i knew the thugs we played ball together and yeah, i went yeah. home and yeah. they was in the street Smart and man. they used to tell me literally hey get up out of here this ain't for you and i knew it wasn't yeah. you know and so but you having that 
going through what you went through, obviously it ain't for no reason. It's for, you know, the kingdom is for, you know, us to do that. And so however we can help support that and do what we do in the way of getting these kids right, man. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's a lot of work that need to be done, yeah. but you know, how you eat an elephant, you know, yeah. bite by bite, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and yeah. so, you know, we definitely down to, to, to help you further the, the, the movement and all of those things, but let's get the book done. Yeah. Um, don't be like, the hip hop preacher with the uh twelve year degree. Man, you know what I'm saying? Hey, this who you was talking about? Who is that? <laughs> he bent. This who you was telling me about? Oh, that's Willie. <laughs> oh, that's how Willie. Ago, how long ago you started talking to me about this dude? Uh, probably a year ago. We posted his name. I didn't even know that's who you was talking about. Oh, he didn't. He didn't bring the pistol. Oh, he didn't bring the pistol this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, that we know of. Hey, that we know of. Hey, no, no, no. Hey, Willie Mo on life though. On life. So he was speaking last night. This is a college, bro. I've been here since two thousand and five. Some hood cats came in, and they were sitting there, and one little fella had a coat, and he he had it wrapped. And he kept moving. And I was like, I was like, okay, hold up. I ain't comfortable. I don't know who these cats are. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I don't know who he, like, I, I didn't know he had nobody. I was just like, yo, like, I'm not comfortable. I don't want nobody to get hurt. We just had a shooting on campus. I was like, I don't want nobody to get hurt. So I'm kind of just, you know, like, I making Checking a, the scene. Made a little phone call. You know what I'm saying? One of my homies came up there and uh, afterwards, they was next to him, and I was like, who is this? He's like, oh, that's my brother and my nephew. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. okay. Hey, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, then, then his other family from Detroit came, and let me just say, I hugged all of them and was like, oh, yeah, they from Detroit. I smell their cologne. <laughs> I'm saying they're all from Detroit. Hey, when you hugged them, I smelled it. I said, I said, oh, yeah, this nigga for real, for real. <laughs> Hey, when you hugged them, hey. I was like, they came in, like, they started coming in. I didn't know who they were. They started walking into the actual, I'm saying, uh, they ain't college students. They look <laughs> like they from the east side of Detroit. I yeah. was like, okay, but I'm going to leave it alone. He was like, they go my people. They was like, Detroit. I was like, oh, what up? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come yeah, on. Yeah, no question. But I, they was with him, so we was cool. I was like, oh, they, yeah. they were him. Yeah. That's his people. So, yeah, yeah so true story. I definitely want to know if he cared or not. Based on the company he was keeping. <laughs> hey, why did you tell these yeah. people that, man? Yeah. I, no, he's been talking to me for him over a year. Yeah. And but I, you know, we we try yeah. to let it happen organically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's on and popping now. Man, I'm excited you got the right man for the Hey, y'all all sound alike though from St. Louis. He <laughs> talking know. about it's amazing. <laughs> like up in here, you're there, er. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let you get out. I know you working. Love you. I see you. All right. All right. Yeah, All right. man. No, we appreciate you, Tizzle, man. Let the people know where they can follow you at. Let them know where they can find you. Uh, IG, T-H-I-S-L. If you spell it T-H-I apostrophe S-L, it'll pull it up, too. So okay. it'll be Thizzle. T-H-I-S-L. Yeah. Facebook, too. Facebook, all of them the same thing. T-H-I-S-L, T-H-I apostrophe S-L, either one to pull Okay, it up. besides the book, is there anything you want to leave the people with? Any Any words, man? I, I, all I got is, honestly, find your spot and work it. Yeah. Everybody got a spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You get your spot and work it. I work mine. Yeah. He work his. Find your spot and work it. And take it serious. Like, take it serious. That's the space I'm in right now. It's like, go at it. Go for it. Yeah. Like, go for what you go for what you're going for. Life short. We don't know what the world looked like, you know, and don't get consumed by all of the all of the chatter. Yeah. Mm. It's so much chatter going on. You know, we talked about that last night. Everywhere you go. You turn the line, but get your LLC, get your three of these, go build this, do that, do that, run and get that, go get you one of these. Then you in the middle of them, like, oh my gosh. Yep. Step back, take a deep breath, hmm. figure out what you're supposed to be doing, and dedicate your life to it. Slow the ball down. Hmm. That's the winning game. That's how you win the game. We, I didn't mention that, but that's what we talked about last night. When I, it changed my life, I thought about basketball in that aspect. Mm -hmm. I was ready to start running and gunning. And I'm like, man, when you look at a basketball game, it's 20 seconds left. They down. This is the time to start running and gunning. Mm -hmm. But what do they do? They stop, mm. slow the ball down. Take a timeout. Take a timeout. Yeah. Then they look. Oh, there go my best option. And we even mentioned that last night. Sometimes you got to take an uh, assessment of your team. Start replacing people. Like, that's real. Mm -hmm. Like. There are, there are one of the things that I'm, I'm talking about in the book, because I'm, I'm talking backward and forward. So I'm talking to youngsters. But one of the things I'm talking, I'm like, I'm talking back to them, like, everybody that start with you not going to make it. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I touch on that is because people get crippled by that. Like, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of people that I grew up around that stayed stuck where they were. Yep. And we have this thing in the hood, and as black men, as a whole sometimes, that we want to save everybody around us. You could try to save everybody around you and drown yourself or fall off or die yourself. So everybody not going to make it. That don't make you mean. That don't make you selfish. That don't make you this. And the reason I touch on that part is because people get stuck from that. Yep. Like people get stuck right there where that happened or where this happened. And it's not always from death. It's from like, you might just outgrow some people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on. So you got to assess your team. Yep. Look around. You got to get you a team. This is the lesson I learned and learned, I'm learning the second half of my life. You got to get you a team. Mm -hmm. You're only going to go so far by yourself. Yeah. You probably got people on your team you need to replace. And then you got to kick them out your life. You just can't play in the game. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I still love you. My people I grew up with, I love them. I call them. I hang. You just can't play in the game. Like, when you feel like you're going to play in this game, you're going to play hard as me. Yeah. You're not going to come play over here and, yeah. and play around. Get your team, get your stuff lined up, slow, slow the game down. What you down. said last night, though, some of your players are what? They, uh, they, they like they playing for the other team. Yeah, you got players, they like they playing for the other team. You go up to shoot, they running out of the block your shot. And it's, oh, no, you and our staff meeting now. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like they playing for the other team. And the reason it, it, on, I just said it to make you laugh, bro. Just come the, on. The sad thing don't try is. Don't make me a bad guy. The, <laughs> the sad thing is this. They'll get on the team because they know you're a winner. They want to be a part of some something that's winning. But then when they get on the team, they want to get shine. So they'll actually try to make you miss a shot so they can look bigger. You don't need people like that. It's like, nah. You need people that's willing to pass the ball. If me passing you the ball means we're going to win the game, here yeah, you go. Yeah. Take the shot. 100%. Because we're going to win together. So, yeah.
Ladies and gentlemen, Thizzle, man. Appreciate Thizzle. you, bro. Happy We're to be fantastic, here. Bro. Sorry, Appreciate Brandon. You, man. I we'll see friends. you on the next one. If you enjoy the Secrets to Success podcast, if you're looking for more facts, fun, and foolery, you don't want to miss the next few Patreon episodes. Get ready for exclusive content, uncensored discussions, and never-before-heard stories. Lock into the Patreon now and go deeper into the world of E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, Jamal King, CJ, and the Bajan Sensation. S2S Podcast, where knowledge meets entertainment.